Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Specifically talked about how the path to uh, to Iran, to Tehran, lies in Damascus. You have to go through Damascus and destabilizing Syria as a way to destabilize Iran. Because, of course, uh, Syria is the major Iranian um, ally in the region. So... James, we're going to have to let it go with that because we are out of time. I want to thank you for the insight you've offered. I think helpful to all of us to understand we're going after Syria as a first step to getting Iran. It seems perhaps that's what's what's intended. Look forward to talking to you next Thursday or next Wednesday, excuse me, evening. Um, I'm Alfred Addis here on Financial Survival. James Corbett from the Corbett Report, C-O-R-B-E-T-T. Thank you, James. Good night. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. 
Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Jack and their dog gotta let it roll like a man. 
Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Friday, October 2nd, 2015. It is 12 well, just about 12.08 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. And uh, that means you can participate in the show by calling 800 800- 932-1980-800-932-1980, or go to the chat room, which is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and that's where uh, you'll get it. Anyhow, you can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. My screen name is AVRN Talk. All right. More interestingness about the shooting in Roseburg, Oregon. Yes, yesterday it was reported that he was a 20 year old Portland resident named Samuel Hyde. But not anymore. No, now he's a different person with a whole different picture. Oh, yes, they had pictures and everything of the shooter, Samuel Hyde. Um, Now, uh, let's see here. Um, Oh, I'm trying to read this here. Oh, by the way, folks, you see, this is why I tell you to save articles and stuff. Because all reference online of... The fact that they were reporting Samuel Hyde, 20-year-old. Yeah, even, okay, like here, the New York Post. They've got the same headline, the same top picture of the hero women wheeling the dead body of the guy, or somebody, out on a stretcher. Oh, except they've scrubbed it and changed it and put a new picture of the new shooter, who is Chris Harper Mercer. Yes, it's a different guy now. Is that weird or what? Now, and do you know who... I didn't know this. You know who Samuel Hyde is? He's some comedian. This is just getting stranger and stranger. 
Now, and the story, it, I read this to you last night. See if you can get the differences. A gunman singled out Christians telling them they would see God in one second during a rampage at an Oregon college Thursday that left at least nine innocent people dead and several more wounded. Nine innocent people. Oh, wow, thanks for filling me in. I thought they were guilty. But they're nine innocent people. Why don't we call them innocent little babies? Let's call them that in the news. He started asking people one by one what their religion was. Now, now listen here. Stacy Bolin. All right? Whose daughter was wounded at the Umpqua Community College in Roseburg. So, she wasn't in the room. This is second-hand hearsay. From somebody who is saying, I'm the mother of a daughter who was in the community college. And we're going to believe you. Okay. See, do you see how this story has changed in one day? I'm telling you, folks, people out there who think this crap is staged are really on to something. They've really got it down. Now, you know, my view on how to deal with the, uh, the upcoming onslaught on gun rights differs from theirs, but that doesn't make them wrong. It just means in the argument against, you know, oh, let's kill the Second Amendment, it doesn't matter if it's staged or not, Okay. It doesn't matter. It's all just a cartoon. It doesn't matter. What matters is, how are you going to fight these people? Hmm? That's the thing. Now listen to this. This is from a woman who wasn't even in the room, who says her kid was in there. He started asking people one by one what their religion was. Are you a Christian? He would ask them. Well, this is the first I heard about it. Nobody who reported on that had that kind of detail before. Are you a Christian? He did ask them their religion. He would ask them, and if you are a Christian, stand up. And they would stand up, and he said, good, because you're a Christian, you're going to see God in just about one second. And then he shot and killed them. Stacy Bolin, whose daughter was wounded at Umpqua Community College in Roseburg, told CNN, which she wasn't in there, she didn't hear it, she's just telling a story that she heard from somebody. Okay? This is the kind of reporting we have here. Now, this is what was reported last night. Again, second-hand. A Twitter name who said her grandmother was at the scene. Okay, so this is secondhand also. Tweeted that if victims said they were Christians, then they were shot in the head. If they said no or didn't answer, they were shot in the legs. Now, here we go. Oh, gunman Chris Harper Mercers. Wait a minute. Yesterday, his name was Samuel Hyde. And he looked completely different. Well, anyway, 
His disdain for religion was evident in an online profile in which he became a member of a doesn't like organized religion group on internet on an internet dating site. Courtney Moore, 18, said she saw the teacher of her writing 115 class get shot in the head at the college's Snyder Hall before the gunman started asking people to state their religion and opening fire. Okay. The big deal is it's a different person now all of a sudden. Different person, different picture. You know, what, what's going on, huh? What's going on, folks? An honest mistake? <laughs> Somebody in the chat room is telling me it's just an honest mistake by the uh, by the media. Sure, you got the name wrong, you got the picture wrong, you got everything wrong about it when you went live with it. It's just all one big accident. Baloney. You know, sorry, nope, not buying that. So there's something strange going on with the shooting. But all that is just, you know, hey, let's talk, let's talk baseball instead, huh? Because it means just as much. Let's talk about the football season because it means just as much. Hey, you know what? Whether the baseball team you love and cherish or the football team you worship wins or loses, it ain't going to make a bit of difference in your life or anybody else's except the millionaires out there playing the game. The same thing goes for, ooh, what's really going on? Was it staged? Was it wasn't staged? Were they actors? Were they not actors? Who's the heroes? Who's the not heroes? Who's the villains? It doesn't matter in the big thing. We can play around and discuss it. We could even get a TV show about it. Woohoo! Sports Center. Yeah, let's call it uh, Shooter Center. We could talk about all the fake and phony shootings around the country. It doesn't matter. What matters is they're going to be coming for your guns. They're going to say, oh, well, this just goes to show. Well, what does it go to show? See, what does it go to show? This is what we need to focus on and start becoming vocal. What does this show? This campus was a gun-free zone, just like all schools are. They didn't even allow water pistols at this school. So, okay, it was already against the law to have a gun there. It's already against the law to shoot people. You get caught, well, you get executed on site, or if you don't get executed on site, you're going to end up probably spending, oh, let's see, how many people did he kill? 13? Oh, yeah, you're going to spend about 1,500 years in prison. If they don't execute you, which they always do, because we can't have you talking. We can't let a live body out to, you know, have people really know who you are or whatever. Or that you actually existed. See, now we just have a corpse. Could be any corpse. Doesn't have to be the shooter. Could have been any corpse. Any corpse will do. Well, wait a minute now. So, okay, it's against the law to have a gun on campus. It's against the law to shoot people. If you get caught and they don't kill you, for what he did, he'll spend about 1,500 years in prison. So, how much tougher do you want to get? Huh? 
How much tougher do you want to get with gun laws? The problem isn't the toughness of the gun laws. The problem is these ridiculous, stupid, no-gun zones. The ridiculous stupidity of making it difficult for people to carry weapons concealed. Okay, you know what? If you are a law-abiding person, man or woman, and you're not, you know, on the verge of being committed to an insane asylum, because folks, you know what? This whole mental illness thing, well, uh, look, man, hey, if you're not, if you're so mentally ill that it's dangerous for you to have a gun well, uh, you know, isn't it just as dangerous for you to have a car? Isn't it just as dangerous for you to have a baseball bat? Isn't it dangerous for you to be in public? If you're too insane to have a gun, what are you doing out in public? Isn't the government supposed to protect us from people like that? Aren't they supposed to lock up people that are a danger to society? Gosh, if you're that insane, shouldn't you be locked up? I mean, because, hey, if you're so insane we can't trust you with a gun, we're supposed to trust you with a car? I guarantee you, folks, somebody with the idea to do so could kill a lot more people with an automobile a lot faster than they could with a gun. Bet me. So, uh, the mental illness thing, oh, well, we got to check your mental illness thing and see if you can have a gun. Really? Well, you know, if you can't have a gun, then you can't be in society. And... Wait a minute. So, well, okay, then law-abiding citizens, right? All right, so here comes a felon and says, hey, you know, I I did this thing and... Oh, let's say it's a felon who had nothing to do with violence or a gun. And he did his time and now he's out and he wants to have a gun. Nope, sorry, you're an ex-con, you can't, you're a felon, no, you can't have one. Why is that? Because you're a danger to society if you had a gun. Well, really? Why are they allowing dangerous felons out of prison? If they're too dangerous to have a gun, they're too dangerous to be out in society. Again, a felon can go get a car. A felon can get a baseball bat. A felon can go buy gasoline. If they're too dangerous to be out in public with a gun, then they're too dangerous to be out in public at all. And folks, if you, you know, supposedly paid your debt to society, when is that debt over? Never? No, never. You never. You're you once a felon, always a felon. Now look, I could see, and some of you might disagree and say, no infringement, no infringement. If you were found guilty and convicted of a violent crime with a gun, and that doesn't mean just beating somebody down, because, gee, if that's the case, you're a felon because you beat somebody down with your bare hands, then, well, we're going to have to cut your hands off, because those are dangerous weapons in, in your hands. Oh, <laughs> a little pun there. Anyway, 
I could see taking a second look at a felon that committed a crime and was convicted of it that is a violent crime committed with a gun. All right, we're going to have to take a second look at you. You know, we're going to have to come up with something about you. I don't think anybody should be denied a right to defend themselves with a firearm. And I do believe once you pay your debt to society, you should be allowed back into society as a full member. But I also realize, hey, some people, you know, if you had a violent tendency to use a gun, uh, you may still have that. But you know what? If they still have that, they're going to circumvent the law and go get a gun anyway. Wouldn't it be better to say, oh, sure, let's do a background check. Oh, yeah, let's write down the red, the number of the gun you've got there. And, uh, yeah, sure, here you go, ex-felon or felon. I guess you're never an ex-felon, right? Wouldn't it be better to keep an eye on them and uh, keep track of it and say, oh, hey, we're watching and we know what guns you got and all this stuff, especially with a felon? Because, you see, if you don't do that and they really want a gun to go commit a crime, they'll go get a gun illegally. They'll break the law. And then they'll go break the law some more with a gun. And then you won't know, you'll get the, oh, hey, we've recovered the weapon. Really? Who owned the weapon? Uh, well, we don't know. It was stolen. It didn't have any... Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. So now you got the gun, but you don't know who who it was, where it came from, nothing of that. Yeah, none of that. You see where I'm going? The fact is, and this is my point in the whole thing, this is what we've been doing. We've got gun-free zones. We've got cities with strict rules against concealed carry. Only movie stars and billionaires can have a concealed carry permit in places like New York. You know? Folks, listen. We've done this. We have done this. And obviously there's a problem, right? I mean, hey, our president is on the TV telling us there's a problem. Nobody does anything like this except us here. Nobody, nowhere in the civilized world goes around shooting everybody like we do here. Our president told us there's a problem, so we have a problem. Look, everybody realizes uh, there's a problem. Whether, now, whether it's real or not, get my point here, whether it's staged or real or not, it's a perceived problem, so it's a real problem. Grasp that. So we have a problem. Okay, what's the problem? Well, people are getting shot. Why? Well... Because everybody's crazy and nobody should have guns. This is their idea. This is their argument. This is their point of view. Of course, the statistics don't back them up. The statistics and the facts show that places where guns are more prevalent, there is less gun crime. There are less shootings. Places like Chicago, you see, this is funny, every time... There's a shooting at a school or something, and a few kids get shot. 
which is, a, you know, if they get shot, I real, you know, I have to say that because I know a lot of people believe it's staged. And I got to say, man, there's more evidence to show it's staged than it isn't. But the perception is that there's kids getting shot in school. Okay, so there's some kids get shot, a few kids here and there. They shoot 45 people every weekend in Chicago. How come that's not on the evening news? How come that's not all over the news? How come Obama isn't on the news going, oh my God, the town that I was a representative from, the town that I was representing in the Illinois legislature, kills 45 people with guns every weekend. Oh, let's make the laws tougher. Oh, wait, we can't make the laws tougher. Because if we did, we would ban guns completely, and the Supreme Court said you can't just ban guns because it's a constitutionally protected right. But it is regulated as strictly as any place on the planet. And yet, somehow, they're killing 45 people a weekend in Chicago. So how's this policy working out honestly folks I'm going to drive this home until you know I think of something else to talk about because the bottom line is they are going to come they are going to try to push for gun confiscation oh they're going to say oh we just want reasonable law reasonable we've got unreasonable laws already and they don't work okay Because reasonable laws only apply to reasonable people. If somebody decides they're going to go on a rampage and kill 50, 60, 100 people, uh, hey, guess what? That's against the law already. Oh, well, you were thinking of that, but hey, you better not because it's against the law. Oh, big deal. We've got such lax things. There'll be a revolving door and they'll be back out on the street in five days. No, more like 1,500 years they'll be out back on the street in 1,500 years. The laws are unreasonable. The policy is failed. The statistics prove it. The situation proves it. But they want to just keep doing what they've been doing. Let's do more of what we've been doing. Well, let's get a complete ban on guns. Okay, let's look at some statistics for places that have done that. Let's look at Australia. Yeah, that's right, where violent crimes with guns, home invasions, and murder have all gone up since they got safe. Let's look at some more drastic examples. Let's look at Nazi Germany. Hey, first they registered guns, then they banned them, and then... They started the genocide campaign against their people. And they're not the only ones. Russia, it goes on and on and on. Every nation that has banned guns has started genocide. The statistics are what they are. These are facts of history. But what they come with is, but I feel... I feel unsafe when people have guns. Except those wonderful police that we can trust. What? Well, I'll tell you one thing. 
Roseburg, Oregon, is a conservative town. Okay? So if you start hearing people, oh, the people in Roseburg want something done. The people in Roseburg want to give up their guns. The people in Roseburg, it's a lie. They are actors, and it's not true, because this is a conservative town that won't be giving up their guns. Yes, so oh, this is terrible, if it happened at all. Why do you think they take kids and then load them on buses, drive them 10 miles away, then take them out of the bus, and then have them walk around in front of the camera with their hands up so they can be searched? Don't you think they should have been searched before they put them on the bus and drove them 10 miles away? And why did they drive them 10 miles away anyway? Maybe so there were no witnesses at the scene to see the actors all giving high fives and uh, setting up the dinner table so they could all have lunch after their little performance. Is that why? Is that why they told the public don't go near the college and they bust all the kids away? So nobody could see what they were doing? Planting evidence, taking pictures, setting up the scenes? Huh? Come on, folks. Let's get real here. Don't keep getting fooled over and over and over again. It is staged. It is a setup. It is a lie. But it doesn't matter in the big picture because the perception is that something bad happened. Something bad with guns happened. So people are going to... How are you going to fight a perception of reality? Well, the only thing you got left is reality. Facts. Statistics. History. You know, it's all we got left. I'm not saying, hey, this is a slam dunk, we can't lose. Oh, we can lose, all right, but what, do you, what else? What else do you got? How do you fight perception? And that's really what we're fighting is perception. Because at this point, it doesn't matter if it happened or not. It doesn't matter if it was staged or not. I believe it was staged. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters how they're going to try to use the perception. We got to head them off at the pass. It's time to stop retreating on this and start saying, no, you know what? It's not the gun owners. It's not the guns. It's you, and it's your policy that's failed. You got a stupid policy that doesn't work, and you just keep wanting to do it. Now it's time to stop and try something else. Hey, what else? What else? What else is there? But anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a bit.
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Friday, October 2nd, 2015. It is 1245 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And uh, if that's all happening where you're at, we are live. You can call in 800-932-1980. You can go to the chat room located at our website, theamericanvoice.com. Or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You'll see the chat link, and uh, it's easy to get in there. You just go in there. You can participate, talk with the other people in there, whatever. Anyhow, oh yeah, Yahoo Instant Messenger, ABRN Talk is the screen name. Uh, nobody got the songs. Uh, well, nobody got the bands. The first one was another rendition of 16 Tons, and it was uh, Jeff Beck and Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. And then the second one there was uh, Colin James. I played another song of his uh, the other day. But anywho, that's uh, who it was, and uh, nobody got him. Okay, let's see here. Where were I? Oh, yeah. Well, let's just start over here. Now, let's do a little current news. Russian Air Force destroys ISIS command center and training camp. Golly, hasn't the United States been trying to do that for months? And we just couldn't find them. Oh, golly, where could the ISIS be? Hey, maybe they're where you're dropping off all the weapons, huh? But they just couldn't find him. Nope, the United States Air Force just couldn't find the big bad ISIS people. But Russia did, and they dropped bombs on them and destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Russian warplane station in Syria attacked a terrorist training camp and command center, taking it out with a precision strike launched from an altitude of over 5,000 meters. Hey, not bad. Not bad. For a rust bucket, second world, no threat, superpower, X, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Buy into that. The airstrike was one of a dozen conducted by Russia in Syria on Thursday during 18 sorties. <sighs> the targeting systems of those planes allows for hitting ground targets with absolute precision, which was proven yesterday during combat missions targeting ISIS infrastructure. We can use this type of aircraft to deliver strikes anywhere in Syria. Wow. Surprising for a backward country that ain't got no technology, huh? Overnight, the Russian Air Force conducted 10 sorties and hit 7 targets in Syria. Over the 24 hours, the planes bombed the field camp in the Apello province, a logistics center in Idib province, and a command point at a fortified facility in Hama province. Wow. That's a pretty busy day, eh? Bad day for ISIS. I wonder why all those U.S. weapons they got didn't shoot them big bad Russian Rust buckets down, huh? 
What's up with that, eh? The general reiterated calls to take with a grain of salt reports of alleged Russian strikes on residential areas and targets not belonging to terrorist groups coming from source in, in Syria. Those sensationalized fakes are complete nonsense and have no factual basis and do not merit any discussion. They, they were prepared even before the operation started. And he's talking about the Western news agencies that, oh, the Russians are bombing poor little civilians. What, what poor little civilians? There are no poor little civilians. The United States government has loaded them all on boats to go to Europe. Poor little uh, civilians. You know, this is coming from a country that burns and murders civilians as, uh, you know, everybody's the enemy, man. As far as the United States military is concerned, everybody is the enemy. It doesn't matter if your little baby crawling across the street. Shoot it. It it's, could be a terrorist. Oh, a terrorist could have put a bomb in it. I was afraid. I feared for my life. All right there, soldier. You're good to go because you feared for your life. You can kill anything that walks, talks, or... Or doesn't even walk or talk. It could crawl. It could bark. Whatever it is. Hey, man, if you're fearful, kill it. You're good to go. We let that kind of thing go here all the time because we don't want our little babies being afraid, do we? Well, I'll tell you what. There's going to be trouble if the if the Obama decides to try to treat Russia like he's treating the American people. Big trouble. You know, and, and the American people need to take on the same attitude. Now, look, Russia's been very patient. Very patient. I mean, they've gone, you know, since, really since the Olympics, but before that, because, you know, putting sanctions on Russia because they deal with Iran and all that crap before that was an act of war. Yes, economic war, but nevertheless war. But when the U.S. pulled their stunt during the Sochi Olympics and overthrew the legitimately elected Ukrainian government and propped up a Nazi dictator in there, you know, that right there should have been the last straw. But Russia's been pretty darn patient about it. I think, though, once they saw that, they realized, okay, this... These maniacs are going to go for a real war, so let's get our let's get our ducks in a row. And when we get our ducks in a row, then we'll do what we're going to do, and uh, we'll be ready. And I think that's what's happened, and I think they got their ducks in a row. Russia's declared a no-fly zone over Syria, and that means for U.S. planes, too. Now, where's the U.S. air power at, anyway? Let's see. We have the ancient F-15, the almost as ancient F-16, that really were, in their day, the air superiority planes in the sky. But, good golly, that was 20, 30 years ago, folks. And what do we have? Oh, we got a few F-35s that really can't fly. But, hey, we spent a trillion dollars on them so far. Hey, we've even got an advanced aircraft carrier that doesn't work, that they've spent another trillion dollars on, that the F-35s that don't fly could land on. Oh, but they don't need to land anywhere because they can't fly, which is just as well because the aircraft carrier doesn't work. 
Why? Because we have so much corruption within the government that they can't build anything. They can't do anything. There's so much corruption that they use crappy parts, bad designs, nothing works, and, and everybody gets paid. The defense industry is so corrupted, they can't build a, a, a fighter craft anymore. They can't build an aircraft carrier anymore. I don't know, people don't realize, because it's really not reported very much, that we are in a real, real decline. I mean, a dangerous decline. Not that I think aircraft carriers are needed. I wouldn't build another one ever. You know, aircraft carriers, (laughs) I keep the ones we have. I park them off the coast, and when we have brownouts and things like that, where, oh my gosh, we just don't have enough power, I throw a line to the nuclear reactor on the aircraft carrier and supply some electricity. Maybe use the aircraft carrier's desalination equipment to provide water for people, too. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to roll around the world bombing people and projecting power for peace, you know. Because that's what you do. You project power for peace. Because power is peace. Is this sounding a little like George Orwell to you? More than a little, huh? Hey, here's something. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. You know, there were, what, 13 kids killed in Oregon? Supposedly, look, I know it's probably staged, but look, the perception is 13 kids were killed in Oregon, right? And uh, our fearless leader says, oh boy, I got to change the laws, we got to ban guns, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Hey, wow, uh uh-oh, U.S. cargo plane crashes in Afghanistan and kills 11. That's it. All right, where's our fearless leader? Come on. That's it. We've got to start banning cargo planes. Cargo planes are just too dangerous. That's right. Too dangerous. They just killed 11 people. We have to ban cargo planes. My God, 11 people killed. Oh, man, we can't have that. But no, it's okay. Killed 11 people, including six U.S. servicemen. Now, wait a minute. What? It's an American C-130 cargo plane that killed 11 people, including six U.S. service members. So that means, well, let me do my math here. That would be five other people that were not U.S. service members. Who are American cargo planes flying around? And what was the cargo? bunch of opium, perhaps? Huh? Was that what was in it? Uh, let's see. I'm looking here to see... If... No. 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 C-130s are used to transport military personnel and cargo, yet out of 11 people killed, only 6 were military personnel. Hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, five civilian passengers. What kind of civilian passengers? And what was the cargo? 
I'm betting opium. And those were the opium dealers there. The traffickers. Yeah, that's right. And they crashed. Well, we're never going to hear any of that. But hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. My perception is that that cargo plane was loaded with opium. The five civilians were drug dealers. And perhaps a rival gang shot it down. That's my perception. And that's really all that matters. So I can say whatever I want. That's what happened. I'll just say that's what happened. Hey, why not? I'm, I'm making up the news, aren't I? Here's something that isn't made up. Of course, it could be fudged. The number of Americans not in the labor force exceeded 94 million for the first for the second time in a row last month hitting a new record high woohoo we hit a high yay isn't that always good yeah the bureau of labor statistics reports that a record 94,610,000 people ages 16 and over were not in the labor force in September in other words they were neither employed nor had made specific efforts to find work in the prior four weeks. Okay, nor had made specific efforts to find work in the prior four weeks. Now, are you getting what that says? 94,610,000 people were neither employed nor had made specific efforts to find work in the prior four weeks. Well, that cannot be people on unemployment, folks. Because if you are collecting unemployment, you have to be actively seeking employment. Eh, not real active, but you got to file, you got to put out some applications here and there, a couple applications a month, and you got to be able to tell the unemployment office, yeah, I went out and I, uh, you know, these places. If you are on unemployment, you are actively seeking employment by the rules, okay? Now, whether people do or they don't, that doesn't matter. The rules say you have to. So the statistics of 94,610,000 people, get that. It does not include the people on unemployment. So we got a lot more people not working than 94,610,000 people, folks. Anyway, I got to go. I'll see you Monday. Coming up next is Financial Survival. As always, thanks for listening. I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotted pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. Some people care about what other people think, worry about what they think. 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Friday, October 2nd, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Well, the markets have been all over the page today, and for one of those reasons, well, temporarily anyway, they... Uh, the jobs report came out today, and they only added, the economy added only 142,000 jobs. And, um, of course, those jobs uh, cuts uh, were by manufacturers and oil drillers, and um, but the unemployment rate still remains at 5.1%. And um, so the a lot of Americans have stopped looking for work. Uh, a lot of them are no longer counted as unemployed. And what about uh, this illegal is, aliens, do they get counted as unemployed or not? But this is a 38-year low, uh, where the proportion of adults either with a job or looking for one is at a 38-year low. So uh, it's been uh, they reduced and they changed the, I believe July and August, they reduced those also. So early morning trade, you had the stocks get hammered, uh, gold performed nice. And um not sure that was the main reason that we had a nice uh, move in gold prices, but uh, 
the Dow certainly had a reversal, and we'll talk about those numbers in just a bit. You have gold up $24.50 at 11.39. We did have a high of 11.42, so it is off the high of the day. Silver had a nice run today, up 0.73, up 5% at $15.36. So for those of you who bought those one-ounce kangaroos that um, uh, my guest yesterday, David Krieger, and I talked about, uh, you certainly did a a good job in purchasing those uh, yesterday. Uh, We can see how quickly prices can change. Platinum was up five dollars at nine hundred and fourteen, and palladium was also up twenty three at seven hundred dollars. But uh, silver was the winner of the day, and uh, gold did nice did nice up over two percent. The USDX also came back today ninety five ninety six. It was much lower earlier in the day, down point one nine with crude oil up point nine eight at forty five seventy two. And it looked like it was going to be a nasty day for the paper markets. As I mentioned, uh, the Dow Jones was uh, down over triple digits. It reversed itself to uh, have a $200 uh, move to the upside at 16,200 points up to the upside, 16,472. The NASDAQ was up 80 at 4708 7 at 4707. The S&P was up 27 at 1951, 1951. And 10-year yield, 1.99. Looks like there should be a little bit of fear in those people running into bonds today. Uh, uh, of course, that also reflected a little bit of uh, safe haven buying in uh, the gold market of 10-year yield, 1.99. And let's see, Hong Kong did big overnight, up over 3%. You know, uh, London and Germany. Germany was up a half a percent, and London was close to one percent to the upside. So, uh, not a lot of activity in the foreign markets, but uh, certainly here in the U.S. markets. Um, not sure what is uh, directing the direction of any market, but uh, well, that may be what's directing them. Could be. Maybe with all the volatility, <laughs> yes. with all the volatility yeah, right. we're seeing, prices going up, bouncing down, going back up, mm-hmm. we're seeing evidence that a lot of people aren't sure what's going on. And some people are thinking it's going to go up, and they say, no, wait a second, I think it's going to go down, and then they change it. No, no, it's, it's up, 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 up. Um, that's perhaps part of the explanation for the volatility. And the implication is that we may be at a point where things are, perhaps previous trends are going to change. Uh, Let's say heightened volatility can signal that previous trends are going to change. That which was going sideways might go up or down. That which was going up might go down. That which was going down might go up. Uh, We'll watch and see, but volatility is interesting. I think with the the jobs report today, it definitely displays a negative when it comes to raising rates later this month when they have their meeting. With the numbers that came out, there's no way she can raise rates this month. So, And I think that was a shock, and I think you saw the initial 
reaction that, hey, they can't raise rates, even the quarter point, as little as it is. Um, they're not going to be doing it this month. Uh, the numbers, the job report certainly doesn't confirm or support uh, her view of data that she's following in order to raise rates. Wages haven't uh, you know, done anything. I mean, they're still off a full percentage point or where she wants them to be or where she'd be happy to see uh, the wages. So, you know, again, nothing to support any raise in rates. So then you have to look at that and say, well, you know what? I guess the economy just isn't as great as what they've been telling us. And so you get that reaction and uh, uh, and then certainly with what's going on, David, and I, David Krieger and I just mentioned briefly about what's going on in Syria and so forth. Uh, the reports that came out yesterday, you sh- gold should have been up a hundred bucks. Um, you know, so the the big headlines that at one point in time would move gold higher by that amount. Um, doesn't seem to be doing the trick, but that's what happens when you're in a manipulated market. And all markets are rigged anymore. And, of course, that brings in the volatility, too. So I believe you have something here about the uh, Mideast coup. Yeah, this is something that was ultimately from Zero Hedge. This is Zero Hedge's article and then my commentary and so on. Headline, Mideast coup. As Russia pounds militant targets, Iran readies ground invasions while Saudis panic. Uh, in recent weeks in the Middle East, Russia has seen an opportunity to advance the Kremlin's geopolitical agenda. Putin sees this as the ultimate geopolitical win-win. In other words, Russia gets to uh, expand its influence in the Middle East. It's moved people, moved its uh, moved elements of its military into Syria. They get to expand its influence in the Middle East. And they also get to support its allies in <clears throat> Iran and Syria preserving a counterbalance to the the alliance between the United States, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. Um, to, in Iraq, Iran is fighting ISIS via various Shiite militias, fighting the Saudi-led coalition in Yemen via Shia Houthis. Uh, it's extremely significant that Iraq has agreed to share intelligence with Syria and Russia, means that the Iranian-backed Shiite militias battling for control in Iraq will enjoy the support of the Russian military. Um, we go through a number of the uh, Iranian ground forces have begun to arrive in Syria. Soldiers and officers especially, uh, specifically to participate in the battle, they are not advisors. Right? Iranians are putting military forces in Syria to fight against ISIS. At the same time Russia's bombing ISIS, the uh, Iranians will be shooting them on the ground. Then it goes on and says, Saudi Arabia is panicking that Russia's entry is set to completely disrupt Mideast balance of power. And Zero Hedge says that this is nothing short of a Middle Eastern coup as Iran looks to displace Saudi Arabia as the regional power broker, and as Russia looks to supplant the U.S. as the superpower puppet master. Now, I'm not convinced that this is a Middle Eastern coup, but this is what's happening with Russia entering into Syria. This is a big situation. Now we have a lot of powers and interests 
that are being concentrated in one location. And everybody better keep everybody better keep their gun sights on targets that are they are supposed to shoot and be careful not to shoot somebody else because we could have some repercussions here that are going to be dangerous. Um, the fragile balance of power that's existed in the Middle East is being turned on its head. We should not expect the United States, Saudi Arabia, Israel, and England to simply go gentle into the good night. Now, the implication is that the Middle East seems to be stumbling toward a regional war that might even rise to the level of World War III. Not impossible. Incidentally, Saudi oil, Saudi wealth, and Saudi affinity for the West must rankle Russia, Syria, and Iran. But if Saudi oil could be taken offline, the price of Russian oil would rise. And what I'm trying to get to here is that while everybody's looking at what's happening in Syria, and we're concerned about who's shooting, the, who's shooting ISIS and who's bombing ISIS and who really is behind ISIS, we're all looking at that. But... If anything happened to Saudi Arabia, the price of Russian oil would rise. Saudi Arabia has been the foundation for petrodollars and for the U.S. dollar status as world reserve currency since 1971. If the Saudi government could be destabilized or overthrown, the U.S. dollar would be badly devalued. So you're looking to think about this. That Saudi, let's see, Saudi is pumping out all this oil. They, they are the instigator behind the recent fall over the last year or so in the price of oil. Saudi were the primary motivating force behind that. That fall in the price of oil damaged Russia and the Russian economy. So Russia's got to be carrying a little bit of grudge with Saudi Arabia. And if the price of oil, if Saudis could be destabilized, the price of Russian oil might go up. And at the same time, if the Saudi government were destabilized or overthrown, the U.S. dollar, insofar as it's still a petrodollar, backed by it, and so it's not completely backed by the way it was by petroleum products, but it would be damaged badly because the Saudis were the first country to reach an agreement with Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, and the Nixon administration where he said, look, we will sell the government, our government offered them, we'll guarantee your security if you guarantee to sell your crude oil only for dollars. And that laid the foundation. The dollar went off the gold standard on the international level in 71 and when it became the petrodollar, when Saudi Arabia first and later OPEC followed, and they said we'll only sell our oil for dollars. It gave our fiat currency a backing. It was backed instead of being backed by gold, it was indirectly backed by crude oil, and it gave it value that persisted until Saddam Hussein and Iraq started selling their crude oil. Iraqi crude started selling it for euros, and it was the primary reason. I believe that's the primary reason why the government really invaded Iraq. Um, it wasn't because Saddam Hussein was a dictator, he had weapons of mass destruction, or we were going to give them democracy. They were selling their crude oil for something other than dollars, and they threatened the dollar hegemony, and on that basis, we invaded. So my point 
is that while everyone is looking at this and saying, oh, look, they're fighting in Syria and they're shooting at ISIS and Iran may be marching into Syria to shoot at ISIS and God knows where this is all going to go, maybe the real target in all of this is Saudi Arabia. Maybe before this is done, something's going to come out of Russia and or Iran, right? Or, and or Syria that will, that will be a big threat to Saudi Arabia, maybe causing significant damage. We're going to watch and see, but they may be, Saudis may be the fundamental target for Russia, Iran, and Syria. All right? ISIS is interesting. ISIS is there on the front burner, but Saudis may be the real target. So we'll watch and see. Does that make any sense to you, Melody? Yeah, it does. I mean, because really with uh, Saudi Arabia, the way they manipulated the or pushed the price of oil down, I mean, I mean, look at all these emerging markets that are just getting killed along with Russia. I mean, I, you know, we talked about it a long time ago. Someone's going to react eventually. You know, somebody's going to be held accountable for it because, the, I mean, they're destroying these economies by dropping that oil. Uh, from 100 down to where it's at today and 45, even lower. 45. So yeah, it's been averaging out here at this level. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, people are going to get, be, you know, countries are going to be ticked off. And, well, there's, you know, there's they're going to want to do something. Even whether they're ticked off or not, consider Iran, which is now coming back online and coming into the marketplace. They've been off out of the international market to a large extent. They've been inhibited, restricted, uh, unable to sell their product and their crude oil to the extent they'd like to um, for the past I don't know, five, ten years because of U.S. sanctions. Right? They're coming back online. And Saudis are a principal competitor. So from the Iranians' perspective, wouldn't it be nice if somebody bumped the Saudis off? Russians should be, if Russia gains, if the Saudis go down, Iran gains, if the Saudis go down. Syria, I don't know that Syria profits from the destruction of the Saudis or the Saudi government, but um, I think there's enough animosity between the two nations where Syrians would still like to thumb their nose at the Saudis, even if they didn't make any money off the deal. So again, we see interests where the people over there are saying, let's, you know, Saudi is a, com- is a very attractive target. We'll see how this works out. But I would understand, this article says the Saudis are perhaps in a state of panic. That's not entirely impossible. They've kind of separated themselves from some, to some degree from the United States over the past year or two. Um, they've been upset with the United States for cutting this deal with Iran relative to nuclear power. Yeah, I bet you the Saudis are going to be our best friend forever here in the uh, in the immediate future, Melody. BFF. That's <laughs> funny. I was just reading something earlier today, and, and the comparison was between Iran and uh, the Saudis as far as who truly is the more evil of the two. And the argument was it was really the Saudis uh, that do far or as equal. Uh, amount of evil as Iran does as far as the support and, and the, the financing, you know, of all these uh, terrorists uh, 
um, groups and the treatment of the people, human abuses, and and so forth. And uh, you know, so it was but an interesting. It was an interesting take. It was an interesting take on why the U.S. decided to pair with the Saudis, and uh, they, they, you know, they and it's it's it was kind of interesting and uh, made, made you think, um, you know, why the U.S. got in bed with uh, someone as uh, and more someone money, is so money, different and money. so Who? yep. More money, more money, more money. Who? Yep. Let's yep. take a break for some commercial announcements, and Melody and I will be back on Financial Survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned. is afraid of pain no one wants pain to rule over their life and you don't want the negative side effects of aspirin ibuprofen or prescription drugs they can lower immunity and cause dependency is there a safe alternative i'm herbalist wendy wilson and i prefer willow bark and meadowsweet herbs to control pain fever aches and inflammation god's herbs are good and you won't be disappointed call apothecary herbs for pain or extra strength pain relief formula toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663 international 704-875-8010 or online thepowerherbs.com since the beginning of the united states kings have sought it nations have fought for it it has been traded borrowed purchased and stolen there is a reason for it to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addisk here with Melody Cedarson on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I'm going to continue the uh, one-ounce silver Perth mint kangaroos. And again, they come in boxes of 250. We talked about this yesterday. It's a it's a great way to uh, have some nice packaged silver coins uh, uh, from the Perth mint. And uh, instead of the regular 500 coin a monster box from the from the uh, mint with the American Silver Eagles. This you can get something half the size, 250 per box, and each tube of 25 does come sealed with a, a hologram uh, label. Now I do want to remind the listeners that if you don't get the full box of 250, we do break that seal and we do pack it with a, 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 a shipping. Uh, uh, items so when we put the cap back on they don't rattle because oh, 20 years I've been doing this and we've you know people do not want to have these packages arriving at their homes rattling and making it sound like coins so we do pop the top we put something in there put the top back on we tape the top back on so it doesn't come off in shipment and then you have coins all over the place so we go through the extra time and care to make sure that your coins arrive safely and uh, so if you order less than 250 uh, that is how they'll come shipped and just like the silver eagles the boxes of 500 they all come strapped and um, um, mm, but we do have the uh, kangaroos the one ounce uh, Perth Mint kangaroos. They are legal tender. They're not just rounds. They, they are legal tender of silver dollar. And just to let you know, earlier today, Al, we had uh, one of my suppliers had five boxes of 500 of the American Silver Eagle coins, and they were sold in less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's how quick they went. The demand has been just something extraordinary mm-hmm. in silver. And the price, this hasn't been reflected in price. It should be if we had anything that we had honest markets. What we have are the paper markets. And what we are seeing, people talk about a a premium that's being charged on silver right now, on physical silver, right? And they're talking about a premium, but in my opinion, what we're really seeing is we're beginning to see a divergence between the price of paper silver, which you can learn about on comics, that's all they're selling over there is paper and physical silver. They're just charging more money for physical silver. That's what's happening. And we are beginning to see, wait a second, it's not just a premium in the sense that people are saying, oh, they're tacking on an extra few dollars. Well, maybe that's correct, and maybe that's the proper way to look at it, but I suspect what we're really beginning to see is the price of physical silver is beginning to distance itself from the price of paper silver and insofar as that's true comics is headed for trouble and uh we'll watch and see i'm all in favor as far as i'm concerned i think silver should be probably about 50 bucks an ounce Uh, and if someone i i don't have a great deal of silver i have some but if someone wanted to buy some silver from me i wouldn't feel comfortable selling it for less than 50 dollars an ounce and i don't expect anyone to take me up on that offer but just the same, I look at it as an investment. I'm not worried about what it's going to be worth next week or a month from now and whatever. I'm still sitting. I think it's. I think legitimate price is something like 50 bucks right now. I don't expect to get it. It's not for sale, but... Uh, well, I have I some think, for sale for 50 bucks. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> 
And but just to let you know, these silver eagles, those five boxes that were sold like in five minutes, the wholesale premium was almost five dollars. It's four seventy five, uh-huh. almost mm-hmm. five dollars. Mm-hmm. That was wholesale. So you know, whoever picked them up, either they're going to keep them until prices go higher or sell them at uh, you know. See, two we're bucks looking at that and we're saying, okay, here's people are saying this is a five dollar premium. Okay, and that's what the in a sense that's how people mm-hmm. look at it, and they say this is the premium that's added by the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. They're charged an extra five bucks. Okay, we can look at it from that perspective. But the other side of the coin is the buyers are willing to pay five bucks more per ounce in order to get hold of some physical silver. It's not just about the premium that's being charged by the wholesalers. It's also about the premium that's being paid by the consumer, the ultimate buyer. And they're willing to pay an extra five bucks an ounce for physical silver. If they were only were concerned about the price of silver is denominated on comics, why don't they go and buy themselves some, uh, why don't they go invest in, in silver, paper silver on the comics market? The buyers are paying the $5 premium right now for physical. And we can only guess how much they're going to pay in terms of premium a month from now, six months from now. But, you know, it's glass half empty, half full. Which way are you going to look at this? Is it a premium charge? Should we consider this from the perspective of premium charged by the wholesalers? Or is it a premium that people are willing to pay in order to get their hands on physical silver? I'm inclined to look at it from the perspective that people are willing to pay more for physical silver. Premiums on, uh, <laughs> premiums on, on gold are kind of like, and gold and silver or sort of like taxes. You know, once they go up, they never come back to the low. And, uh, you know, once people get used to paying these premiums, mm-hmm. these premiums mm-hmm. remain. As long mm-hmm. as people continue to pay the premiums, they're going to stay. They yeah. might be reduced a little bit. Maybe when the Silver Eagles are reintroduced and can be purchased again come January or maybe the end of December when we start locking in prices on Silver Eagles again. Um, and I even have outlets where I could lock in prices on Silver Eagles, but you're not going to get delivered till January, and I'm not going to do that. So these premiums might come down a little bit. But what I find now is so many people get so focused, and I said this yesterday, people get focused on a product they want. People always want things they can't have. So what happens then, if I can't have the Silver Eagle, the mindset is I'm not going to buy anything at all. And that's wrong because you're buying an item instead of you're buying a, 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 an object that's going to protect and all the fundamentals that silver brings you. You stay focused. And I know you're all tired of me talking about the fundamentals, but that's what's important. And so you still, if you have those fiat dollars, you convert them to gold and silver and uh, get some real money. And that's what's important. So these these uh, kangaroos, they're beautiful coins, uh, triple nines. I'm sorry, they're four nines. And uh, you mean ninety nine point nine nine percent pure. They're four yeah. nines pure. Yeah. So they're they're a great uh, product to purchase. So we got them here. Give us a call eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And I think we're going to 
post the uh, I came across I don't know if you um were able to view it Al but I came across an article uh about um oh about the depression and um um and the Federal Reserve will be posting that this week in American Survival so make sure you sign up for that what's next Al I've got an article from Casey Research and it says we have some bad news. That's the headline. Stock market just finished a brutal third quarter. Standard and Poor 500 fell by 8%, and so did the Dow and the NASDAQ. It was the worst quarter for U.S. stocks since 2011. Stocks around the world dropped also. The MSCI, All Country World Index, which tracks 85% of global stocks, also had its worst quarter since 2011. The stocks, Europe 600 uh, index, which tracks 600 of Europe's largest companies, fell 10%. It was the worst quarter for European stocks since 2011. China's Shanghai Composite fell by 28% last quarter. MSCI Emerging Market Index fell by 19%. Last, uh, in total, last quarter's sell-off erased nearly $11 trillion and value from stocks around the world. <clears throat> E.V. Tucker called at the end of the six-year bull market in U.S. stocks that began in 2009, which was basically the bottom, the stock bottom after the 2007-2008 crisis. Casey Research says they believe the year of asset prices soaring on a wave of easy credit is over. Last month's major stock market decline is the start of a very tough Time for stocks and the economy. They go on, they talk, many currencies also had a horrible quarter. Right? Uh, Asian currencies had the worst quarter since 1998. Malaysia ring it fell, felt uh, 14%. Indonesia, Indonesian rupiah fell 9%. On top of that, emerging market currencies as a group had their lowest level since 2002. Brazilian real lost 23% the third quarter. Russian ruble lost 15%. Now, they're saying that many currencies had a horrible quarter. They're losing value. All right? And they say this is a horrible quarter. I look at it, and I think many currencies actually had a great quarter insofar as they were inflating, losing value, allowing their users to repay their debts with cheaper uh, currency, and thereby stimulating their national economy. All of these currencies that had a horrible quarter are being compared to the U.S. dollar, which increased 21% over the past in, in purchasing power over the past 13 months. People say, yay, yay, the U.S. dollar is stronger. Well, yay, yay, what that means is anyone who took out a mortgage more than 14 months ago, you are now paying whatever you're paying on your mortgage is 21% higher in terms of purchasing power than it was a little over a year ago. It makes it increasingly difficult. As the dollar becomes stronger, it makes it increasingly difficult for debtors to repay their debts because they're repaying with more valuable, more expensive dollars. Huh? So here we say many currencies had a horrible quarter. Well, I don't know. Everybody out there is fighting for, to inflate their currencies. The only currency that is becoming stronger is the U.S. dollar, or at least that's the only one that's really gained in the last in the last 14 months. And it's contrary to our it, in the madness of a debt-based monetary system and fiat dollars and so on. 
there's it's crazy but it's the way the system works and it's particularly dangerous for the government of the united states because we have a we have a national debt that's officially 18 trillion dollars let's suppose it was 17 trillion a year ago i don't know what it was but suppose it was 17 trillion a year ago that 17 trillion all by itself is now 21% higher than it was 13, 14 months ago. It's not reflected. I'm not saying 17 trillion went to 18 trillion. I mean, in terms of the value of that 17 trillion, it's grown by 21% because of the increase in the value of the dollar. That makes it all of this, it creates a terrible weight on debtors. And here we are in a debt based monetary system. I mean, we can't stand deflation. This is, uh, the government is flirting with it. It's allowing it to take place for reasons I do not understand. But I understand that it means they have to pay off their debts with more valuable dollars. The government is the biggest debtor in the world. It means the government is under increasing stress due to deflation. And it implies to me that sooner or later the government has to say, wait, enough of this We must cause inflation. We've got to get back to inflation so we can pay off our debts with cheaper dollars. And when they do, we're going to see the prices of everything begin to rise, or at least that's what what should happen, in my opinion. The article from Casey said uh, commodities have not been spared the bloodbath. Bloomberg Commodity Index tracks 22 commodities. Worst quarter since 2008 fell 15%. Now at its lowest level since 1999, wheat, lumber, and oats each fell more than 17% in a quarter. Oil has hit hardest, worst quarter since 2009. A barrel of oil now costs 26% less than it did three months ago and 50% less than it did a year ago. You know, one of the first books I ever read on economics was something about the Condratif wave discovered by Nikolai Kondratkev, a, uh, a Russian economist. I think he found this in the 30s. <clears throat> and he told the people in Russia, he said, well, that means or the, the Americans will get out of their depression. It's not a permanent situation. Russians thought the Great Depression was the end of the line. The communists thought that was the end of the line for capitalism. Kondratkev said, no, it's not. It's just part of a cycle that runs on a 50-year cycle. Well, Kondratiev was right, but he was exiled, all right, for having dared to report that the uh, the capitalist system was not going to collapse. Nevertheless, the point I remember, and I read that book back in the 60s, and the point I do remember is when commodity prices go down, it's absolutely a hallmark for economic depression and deflation. All right? Certainly just prices going down, that's that's deflation. But the report here, 22 different commodities, worst quarter since 2008. Wheat, lumber, oats fell more than 17%. You know, we could sit back and say there are things we don't need, the commodities that go into manufacturing concrete or aluminum. The economy slows down. All right, we don't need concrete so much. We don't need so much aluminum. aluminum. But what about wheat and oats? It's food. And the price of food, these fundamental, these, these, these staples has fallen 17% over 
Oil, fundamental form of energy, is down uh, 26%. Uh, let's take a break for commercials, some, for some commercials, and Melody and I will be back, and we'll talk a little bit more about the pressure that's obvious and apparent in our global economy. We'll be right back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3Ws.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here on Financial Survival with Melody Cedarstrom. The program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. And Melody wants to tell us a little story well, you about... Wanted to finish, you wanted to finish your All right, your we'll do segment. that, and then we'll get to uh, mm-hmm. Jacob Blue. Yeah. It's just we were talking, you know, the article that we had here from Casey Research is just laying it on. and just said, look, we got trouble, 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 and uh, trouble. And it's not just happening here in the United States. And it's not just happening in our stock markets. It's happening around the world. China's slowing economy is a big reason for the commodities sell-off. Commodities are down. Again, the reports we have here is the uh, worst quarter for commodities this last quarter since 2008. 15% down. Wheat, lumber, and oats each fell more than 17%. Oil's down 26% in the last quarter. 50% in the last year. All of this is a hallmark of economic depression. 
on we're talking on a global level. We're not necessarily just talking. We're not talking only about the United States. We are definitely talking about on the global level. Maybe the United States is going into the depression. Maybe not. We'll watch and see. But China's slowing economy is a big reason for the commodities sell-off. But now China is growing at its slowest pace in 25 years. That means it's building fewer buildings, roads, and bridges. So China doesn't need as much steel, aluminum, concrete, or other building block commodities. This is hurting countries that rely heavily on commodity exports to keep their economies going, like Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. The Australian dollar, the New Zealand dollar, and the Canadian dollar have each lost more than 16% against the U.S. dollar since December. Conversely, more or less, the United States dollar has gained 16% or more. Right? Again, people say, yay, the dollar's stronger. Well, that's a great thing if you are a creditor. If your debtors have to pay you with more expensive dollars, then you can say, yay, hooray for deflation, hooray for a stronger dollar. But if you are a debtor, and the vast majority of the people and businesses and the government certainly in this country are debtors, an increase in the value of the dollar is, is enough to put a lot of people into bankruptcy, and if it goes on long enough, it can put the government out of business. They can't pay their debts, which brings us... Two melodies, remarks, uh, comments from Jacob Liu. He talked yesterday about the debt limit and uh, that it's going to be reached sooner than later. And, of course, this uh, he wrote a letter to Congress telling them this, and certainly uh, it's going to uh, have to involve a lot with uh, uh, Boehner before he leaves office. So this will all have to be discussed before he leaves, and this will have to be uh, addressed. He says that at that point, it's actually until Thursday, November 5th, they already apply extraordinary measures in order to keep this government going. That will be exhausted come November 5th. He says at that point we could be left to fund the government with only the cash we have on hand, which we currently forecast to be below $30 billion. This amount <laughs> would be far short. And who knows, it could be $10 billion. He just says below 30 yeah, This amount would be far short of net expenditures on certain days, which can be as high as $60 billion. I mean, if you have less cash than $30 billion, that's like owing a million dollars and you have a penny in your pocket. Actually, it worked. Yeah, you're, it's, it's actually worse than that. It's probably worse than that. I did the that, math yeah. on this with a, with a calculator while you were talking about it. If they've only got $30 billion, just in comparison to the $18 trillion really? national debt, <laughs> that translates into less than two-tenths of a percent. All right, of what they owe on the national debt. Now, I don't know what they're paying, what their interest is. Just their interest on the national debt. It's got to be higher than two-tenths of a percent. Melody's making a comparison. Well, it's probably about the right, about the same thing, a penny on a million dollars. Um, the government's broke, folks. And that, Al, 
is what I believe people should really need to focus on because it's all going to come back to this. We can have wars. We can have uh, uh, debates about oil prices. We can have all these other outside noises. But the bottom line for this country is our debt. And as you say, it's a debt that can't be paid. Yeah, that's right. There is not... The amount they have no cash in order to pay America's obligations, and I mean, and it's below thirty billion. Yeah, I mean and, that's amazing. And they talk about this is perhaps part of the reason why the Federal Reserve can't raise interest rates even a quarter of a percentage point. Interest rates, prime rate, twenty a quarter of a percentage point right now. They're wondering, oh, could we raise it? Would we dare to raise another quarter of a percent? On the face of it, it seems absurd. But it would double, uh, at least minimum, interest rates on uh, on the national debt. The government, if they've only got two-tenths of a percent of what they owe, how can they withstand higher interest rates? I mean, interest rates alone, right now we have been painted into a corner that we cannot escape. There's going to be, now, is it going to happen in November? Melody's talking about, oh, we can get by till November 5th or something like that. They may be able to get by until November next year. I don't know when the stuff is going to hit the fan, but the stuff is going to hit the fan, which is, again, why we tell people, look, get out of paper. I mean, you can't, I understand you can't completely get out of paper debt instruments. You can't abandon your bank account. And there's things, there's pension funds and everything else that people are reluctant and prudent. And they sit back and say, I don't think this is a good idea to abandon this. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. But to the extent feasible, you have to look at this kind of information and realize what can't be paid won't be paid. We live in a world that is overrun by debt. It can't be paid. It may be that your debt's going to be paid. Your piece of paper may turn out to be worth what it says on its face. But in my opinion, odds are the people holding pieces of paper and considering them to be assets when they're really just promises to pay are going to find themselves losing at least 80, maybe 90 percent of their assets on, the, on average. And if government only, if government has less than $30 billion in cash. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Where is their other money sitting? What other government programs, retirement programs, pen- government pension? And they've already rated the government pension plans. They've already rated Social Security and everything else. But, gee, don't they have IRAs and all these other plans that they could have to get their hands on to the tune of bank accounts too, trillions of trillions of dollars? Do you believe that's your cash or is that theirs? Which do you believe? They believe it's their cash. Absolutely. And if they need it, they're going to take it. Absolutely. All right. Um, which, you know, the lesson here is obvious. Here, here, you'll never have to worry about your accounting again. Here's a few bucks each month. We're we're going to replace Social Security with this other plan. Yeah, and, uh, yes. We're not just going to replace Social Security. We're going to replace your pension funds yes. with an annuity. Yes. And here's the problem here's with the that. deal. Here, yeah, we're going to take, we're here to help you, all right? 
Now, you probably got, you might have a million dollars in your pension fund. Well, we're going to take control of that, and we're going to give you a couple thousand dollars a month. And if and when you die, guess what? <laughs> we're going to keep the balance of the million dollars you had in your pension fund. It won't be there for an asset to be dispersed to your children and your grandchildren after you pass on. No, no, no. That will be and, the benefit of the government. And we'll make sure you pass on early because yeah, Obamacare. Because yeah, Obamacare. No, not going to last that long anyway. Why do you think Obamacare, to me, was part of the deal? I mean, they, they set all these programs, all this legislation, you know, prior to what their ultimate goal is and what they're trying to accomplish. People go along like the little you know, bobbleheads just shake their head. Yeah, that's that's good. Oh, man, free health care. All right. Yeah, no. And it's just it's so frustrating to see this How happen now. You know, and on top and of everything else, how free is the health care going to be? Everyone it knows we have to pay something into it regardless. It's really not free. It was advertised. As oh, I don't know. I know, people that, I know people that pay a buck and a half a month. That's almost free. Uh, but yet for the taxpayer who works, you know, my insurance, my health insurance has skyrocketed, what, 20% since? I mean, it's outrageous. So, My yeah, point, somebody pays for it. But who is going to pay for it if all they've got is $30 billion cash? <laughs> all right? That's awful. That's Less. what we're looking at. That it's just a question. They're juggling this thing and saying, okay, we don't want to run out of money. Okay, we're going to cut, we're going to cut a little bit on Obamacare. We're going to cut a little bit on Social Security. We're going to cut a little bit over. We don't want to admit we're broke, but they're broke. That's what's really going on. At the moment, at least, they're going to have to do something dramatic between now and November 5th to up. How would they, what are they going to do? Are they going to raise income taxes on everyone? They might. They might try it. But how soon will the money come in? Are they going to cut government services? Yeah, they're going to just about have to do that. I mean, Planned Parenthood may be going, you know, they're going to lose its funding, not because they're... Not because of whatever wickedness is being performed there, but just because the government's broke. FDIC is out of money. I don't remember. I read a list the other day, four or five government institutions that are already admittedly broke. Don't have the money. They're gone. Where are they going to get it? We are close to seeing that moment when people realize, oh, my gosh, the government can't pay its bills. And we've talked about it on the program previously, just in the last week or so, when it's, it's finally occurred to me. We've been told, you know, for years, anyone who follows the, the, uh, the, the subject of economics, we've been told for years that you need to maintain confidence, need to maintain public confidence, got to have public confidence in order to hold the system together. And as I pointed out, I've been wondering for a long time, confidence in what? And they never really said in a precise way. Right? Confidence. We had to have confidence, but they never said what it was. Well, the confidence, because we have a debt-based monetary system, finally crossed my mind. And it's obvious once you look at it. 
the confidence that has to be there is that the debt will be paid. I am prepared to accept little pieces of paper with people's signature on it as if it were wealth, as if it were assets, so long as I am confident that I'll be able to trade that piece of paper in for, uh, take a $100 piece of paper like a $100 bill. Okay, I'll accept that worthless piece of paper as payment for my, my labor or my time or whatever, or for selling some private property. I'll take that piece of paper so long as I am confident. But one way or another, that $100 bill can be redeemed with $100 worth of goods and services for me. And, and as we... long as I have that confidence, I'm good to go. And as long as I have that confidence, the system holds together. But when we begin to realize, oh, my gosh, they can't pay the damn bills. Let me, now what? Let me inject this out. You know, we talk about the debt limit. And some say, oh, what's the big deal with the debt ceiling and so forth? Mm-hmm. What it makes, though, is the confidence level. When yeah. we pass that debt limit, that is a direct attack on confidence. We saw it before the last time we had the problem with this debt. We had the U.S. credit rating was dropped, and gold went from 1600 to 1900 very quickly. Mm-hmm. But yes, it reversed itself. This time, it won't reverse itself, yeah, and no. I am sure of that. But it is a big deal, and that's what people have to focus on. And so many of these other situations and predictions and so forth, to me, were distractions from the real truth, which is our debt here in the United States. Yeah. And we, you know, again, uh, Secretary Liu says the stuff is going to be difficult to deal with. No later than November 5th, all right? He doesn't say that the stuff is going to hit the fan November 5th, but he doesn't say it's not, all right? And I'm not here to say that I expect some affects, sort of an economic collapse or whatever no, in November. Affects, That's not my point. But it but affects I'm saying the confidence. It, yeah, yeah, it affects the confidence. They don't have money to pay the debt. And when they find out, our credit rating gets lowered and, I mean, even the U.S. The actually When they sued. find out, Melody, how long has the debt been sitting? The I, know it, I know it. I know it. It's, it's not like this trillion is dollars. How long has it been? $18 trillion. <laughs> I'm like six months right now. The debt hasn't gone up. What are you thinking about? Can you imagine when that's revealed to where it actually is? It's not just was it revealed. I mean... It indicates somebody's, it suggests someone's not even paying the $18 trillion or uh, keeping up with it. I don't That's even know what it all means. We live in an irrational world. You try to make sense of it, and in the midst of that irrationality, sometimes you just got to grab onto something solid and tangible and hang on tight. One of the things you can grab onto is gold and silver. Melody and I are out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening. We will be back on Monday. In the meantime, have a good weekend. May the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified, vitamin E complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating, gasoline reserves are low, and the price is rising. World events are, at best, uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call one 800 289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret, silver wings 
their chest. These are men. All right, everybody. We're looking at Friday here, Frig Day, and uh, it's American Voice Radio bringing you a freedom call. My name is Bo Greitz, and uh, we left off uh, with some unsaid things yesterday that are still uh, timeless, and so I thought I would uh, bring them up. One is a, a young man. Uh, yesterday, he was in New, from New Jersey. He's a student there. And uh, another uh, student and uh, girl, uh, they uh, set up a camera, and uh, this young uh, man was a homosexual. And they recorded uh, him in his... Uh, bedroom where you'd think he'd have some privacy, but it uh, recorded him uh, performing a homosexual act. Now, um, they didn't just let it go at that, but they uh, put it on the Internet, which is one of the things that uh, Al Gore didn't intend for us to do when he invented www al intended that for only good things but uh when you invade privacy uh, and then it's just uh, i guess people's weird twisted sense of humor one is uh, i don't promote homosexuality for a lot of reasons but secondly is one of the last things that i'm going to do uh, is to uh, secretly try and spy uh, on a, a homosexual and then uh, put it on the Internet where the whole world uh, can, if they desire, maybe even if they don't desire, if they happen to hit that spot, uh, there you are. So this young uh, man uh, from New Jersey, uh, once this came out on the Internet, he jumped off uh, the bridge there in New Jersey and killed himself. Now, I can give you a lot of reasons uh, why you should avoid homosexuality, but uh, one thing God gave us that we should thank him for that would not have been the case uh, had... Uh, Lucifer, who was changed to Satan, uh, he was going to rise uh, above God's glory. God gave us free agency. That means we choose what we do and what we don't do. And this uh, gives us the opportunity to choose the right and to glorify our Father in heaven by our choices, our moral courage, and secure for us, uh, thanks to God's grace and his plan of salvation, a place in God's glory. Now, uh, I, as a person who was a trained uh, therapist, 
I don't believe that homosexuals are born. Now, I know that that is not the popular view, uh, but I have a lot of reasons uh, for it. But one thing that I can say is that when you look at nations, and I've said this probably two, three times uh, on the program already, who have embraced homosexuality uh, generations ago, one thing that they can tell us is their experience and what they do say uh, that might should be a consideration of in making your lifestyle or adjusting your lifestyle because you don't have to be uh, one or the other. You will be what you choose to be. And I know that psychologically you can have uh, event uh, changing things that might uh, cause you uh, to end up uh, choosing something that you don't like, but you can always, uh, through various means, change this lifestyle. Uh, these nations, mainly Nordic nations, Finland, uh, Sweden, Denmark, these nations will tell you that you can uh, take 20 years off your life. Now, if, for example, uh, what it means is, because if you're 16, you say, well, I don't much care if it takes 20 years. Uh, I do what I like and what feels good to me. But see, if you were me, I would have to be over 90 now, and uh, I'm not sure I'd like what I am going to feel like if I do become 90-plus years of age. Uh, life, uh, especially toward the end, it seems like the, the last bit of sand runs faster through the hourglass uh, than when you first turn it over. But uh, here's another fact. Homosexuals are four times more likely to commit suicide than otherwise. So when you consider these things, uh, and you may say, well, uh, Bo, how do you know this? Well, as a, uh, as a psychotherapy where I've used a hypnosis uh, to uh, help a few homosexuals, some of them, as a matter of fact, have come back. One guy, uh, this is where I was practicing in Los Angeles, and uh, he uh, was in Washington, D.C. He came all the way back to tell me that he had appreciated the work that we had done together and that uh, he now knew he wasn't uh, a homosexual uh, for reasons that he didn't know, he said, and I have uh, tried being straight. And he said, Bo, I wanted you to know that I have chosen to be a homosexual. And I said, well, you know, uh, that's between you and God, really. Now, you may not think so if you're an agnostic or an atheist, but uh, that's would be my advice as your brother, whether you want me or not is that it's a choice between you and God. And this man, mature man, uh, had been able to determine 
of why he had these tendencies that caused him to adopt a more dangerous lifestyle. Uh, when I said that there are four times a more likelihood of commission uh, committing suicide than uh, non-homosexuals, that doesn't include the extremely high percentage that are victims of crime, victims of violence, victim of deadly diseases. And so uh, while it may be popular and the world seems to be going that way, and they're even trying to uh, make it uh, popular or at least uh, laissez-faire, hands-free, in the military. Having been a soldier a great deal of my life, a professional career, uh, an officer and a commander of men, I can tell you, homosexuality, and you may say, well, Bo, in Sweden it's all right. The Swedes don't fight to win world peace, meaning like World War II and World War I and other crucial battles. The Swedes may have a very small armed forces, for example, and the other Nordic countries that have said, well, uh, geez, these special interest groups just got the influence, and the devil is in it. Uh, sorry, you may not agree with me, but I have an opinion too, and statistics are on my side. And so I mentioned this. I had left it out yesterday because I just ran out of time. Uh, as a consideration, now especially if you're a younger person, it may be popular. You know, I remember when Helen DeGenerate uh, came out of the closet. People on television were hugging her and kissing her. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many young people are watching this saying, oh my gosh, if you want to get affection, you got to be a homosexual. Uh, that's not true. As a matter of fact, uh, what is true is that uh, there are some, I know some, I like some, that are actually monogamous uh, people, meaning they have one partner. But the fact is, the statistics are that uh, normally homosexuals have multiple partners. And in a number of cases, they have numerous partners, which leads uh, to the uh, pandemic of things like AIDS and hepatitis B and other things that shorten and take your life. And so consider these things and then consider spiritually. We all got one, whether you want it or not. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, ways, of course, is through hypnotherapy. Uh, but uh, other ways are spiritually. You find yourself a proper preacher, and uh, you'd be surprised at what God can do. Uh, and righteous prayer uh, availeth much. And so it's not impossible uh, to, to change uh, the way that uh, your habits may now be, and change it in ways that uh, will be life-extending. I want to see uh, your life promoted and increased, 
not decreased. I want to talk just a bit about, and this is a holdover from yesterday also, about uh, illegals. Wow, illegals are uh, really in the news. And as a headliner, if you need some kind of, uh, of end diamonds in the sky uh, with mama, uh, then there is a billionaire uh, who is running for governor of the great state of California, Meg Whitman. Now, Meg Whitman, as a gubernatorial candidate and a woman with billions of dollars, uh, a billion, of course, is a thousand million. <laughs> it's too much money uh, for anybody. But somebody with that much money, they don't need uh, to collect from us in order to uh, buy votes, do they? They can just uh, write a check. Anyway, she's under investigation and, quote, has much to lose, according to the news, because uh, her housekeeper is, quote, undocumented. And uh, she says, I didn't know it, but she got a letter from Social Security saying that uh, the name and the Social Security number of her housekeeper, who turns out to be a Mexican who uh, did not get into this country legally, uh, and the Social Security letter said, you need to uh, look into this. But uh, she didn't do anything. Well, 40% of the voters in the great state of California are Mexicans. Now, what percentage are illegal that are voting? Well, it's, you know, how do you allow registration for voting? This woman had a Social Security card. As it turned out, the Social Security card was phony. She had a California driver's license. All of this, which... Uh,
Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified, vitamin E complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. There are nine kinds of water. Hard water, raw water, boiled water, soft water, rain water, snow water, filtered water, deionized water, and distilled water. Only one of these kinds of water is good for you. Distilled water is water which has been turned into vapor so that all its impurities are left behind. Then, by condensing, it is turned back to pure water. It is the only water which is pure. The only water free from all impurities. The choice is clear. Dr. Alan E. Bannock. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99. Postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. Whether using your cell phone for business or staying in touch with family, your cell phone use is increasing. Use the Wave Shield, developed for ultimate cellular protection. The Wave Shield blocks, reduces, and deflects up to 97% of the radiation from entering the soft tissue of your ear. The Wave Shield, made of a patented mesh material, is proven and tested to block radiation without affecting reception. Order your Wave Shield today for only $19.95. Did he just say $19.95? Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. 
Americans for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. Americans for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Guys, we're back with you on Freedom Call.
right, everybody. Uh, we are having technical difficulties, as they say, and so we've lost uh, American Voice Radio through the normal means, uh, but we're using Ma Bell, and so Frank has uh, got we got two tin cans and a, and a string. I lost you about uh, 20 minutes after, I understand, so uh, here on uh, Frig Day, you never know what the frig is going to go on. Uh, I was uh, talking to you uh, about illegals and Meg Whitman being a billionaire, uh, employing a housekeeper and uh, getting the word from the Social Security that something didn't match up. And when she didn't do anything about it, uh, she found out that if she would have fired this housekeeper, then the housekeeper could sue her uh, for human rights violations under federal law. So uh, what the heck do you do? Anyway, keeping this housekeeper uh, has probably gained her votes, even though she's a billionaire. There's 40% of the voters in the great state of California uh, that are Mexicans. And so uh, maybe it was serendipitous of Meg Whitman. I want to uh, talk to you about uh, being careful how you uh, donate your money. I know that uh, today a lot of people don't have uh, money to donate. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like in my case, all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know what happened. Uh, we And uh, we do know that the economy uh, has uh, gone into the tar pits of La Brea, uh, so to speak. But uh, let me give you an example. What if you found out that uh, your donations for a humanitarian cause to a U.S. government uh, tax-deductible approved charity was going into a bank in Iran helping the jihadist? Jihad means holy war, of course. And these guys believe that uh, if they die uh, fighting uh, a jihad, that they go straight to heaven, uh, where uh, they meet buxomy doe-eyed women. Uh, they call them virgins, and of course, the thing there's little typos. And the thing that Muhammad, uh, I think, uh, made a mistake on is it's not virgins; it's Virginians uh, that they meet. And you know how ornery uh, them Virginians can be. But uh, this came out today, uh, and uh, it's embarrassing uh, to the IRS, uh, but, ha, you know, so much uh, for that. But what's happened is, is that uh, donators uh, to Viva uh, Palestinia uh, USA, now that is a tax-deductible federal charity, but they found out the money's going uh, to help Hamas. Now, uh, Hamas is not uh, sponsored by Iran, but the money goes to a bank in Iran. And uh, you can take it off of your taxes in this year as people uh, you know, fire up uh, their 1040s. Uh, there will be a lot of people that innocently are, now that the cat's out of the bag, uh, Viva Palestinia, uh, USA, and the reason that normal people, I'm not talking about Palestinians, normal people uh, will donate to uh, live 
Palestine because they don't like the way that the Palestinians uh, have been treated uh, in Israel. I mean, uh, now I know. Let, let's uh, let's consider something. A thousand years before Christ, most of Israel was destroyed. That's the ten northern tribes were gone. Now this leaves Jerusalem under the tribe of Judah, along with a few Benjaminites. Now comes along Rome in 70 A.D., and they crush Jerusalem. They crush Judah, which has been uh, nicknamed the Jews, and uh, uh, they are gone. Well, uh, all of this time, now that's 70 A.D., so from 3,000 years ago, the uh, Philistines, remember them, uh, David and Goliath, and all of these great stories about Samson. And well, this is uh, modern-day Palestine. And for 3,000 years, uh, the Palestinians, this has been their home. Now then... Uh, in, of course, 70 A.D., that's somewhat less than 2,000 years ago, wham, uh, Jerusalem is devoid of the tribe of Judah. Uh, they uh, are uh, destroyed by the Roman Empire. So you have these Palestinians that have all of this time had uh, this land that is uh, surrounded by Jordan, Egypt, Lebanon, uh, and uh, you know these countries that uh, they had plenty of room. Uh, they the Palestinians were sort of nomadic. They traveled around. Israel wasn't. Remember, until here about uh, uh, sixty years ago, we didn't have Israel. And then all of a sudden, the United Nations, who does a lot of, of nation creating. Uh, they make Israel. Well, what happens, the, the Palestinians suddenly lose their homeland. Now, uh, what has occurred is that uh, Israel has recently, I mean, we're talking just uh, in, in many me Bush's time, uh, Israel agreed, if we would make war against uh, Iraq, which we did, that they would open up uh, the Gaza Strip, which is a very narrow, about seven miles wide, that goes along the Mediterranean uh, to the Suez Canal. used to belong to Egypt, but in uh, the uh, war uh, against uh, Israel, Egypt lost uh, this Gaza Strip. And uh, Jordan lost uh, the uh, West Bank. And that is the second place that if we were to attack Iran, Israel has agreed to uh, give up the West Bank uh, to the Palestinians. Well, we haven't attacked Iran, and so uh, Israel is... Uh, not, you know, they're going back and forth with Hamas, 
Now, Hamas is a uh, is a special political group that is made up of Palestinians. It's not Iraq. Hamas is Palestinian, but they are against Israel. And so even though, and this is what's happened more recently, is you had Hamas firing these uh, bottle rockets, basically. I mean, these rockets uh, are like... Uh, Fourth of July fireworks, only not as, as powerful. Uh, they rain these uh, rockets out of the the uh, the Gaza Strip uh, into as far as they'll go. I mean, these things, again, they're like uh, fireworks. Uh, they don't go that far, and they haven't uh, hurt that many people. Nevertheless, uh, Israel does not uh, look favorably upon Hamas. And so you have another area, and it's called the Golden Heights, and that is by Syria. And uh, Israel will never give the Golden Heights back. That's by the Sea of Galilee. It's a lot of water up there, which Israel needs. And they can look right down uh, on Damascus, the capital uh, of Syria. And so they'll never give that back. But it's uh, it's just very interesting that charities, because of Israel's uh, inhumanity. They took uh, artillery, bombs, uh, they took uh, tanks, and uh, in this little seven-mile-wide strip that's called the Gaza Strip, uh, they uh, murderously attacked uh, because of Hamas uh, firing rockets and one thing and the other uh, at Israel, and uh, many people uh, over 4,000 lost their lives. Now, these are civilians. These are children. So a lot of Americans you know, have said, dadgummit, uh, Palestine should have uh, a viable homeland. For 3,000 years they occupied this when there weren't uh, any Jews to do it. Because remember, God gave, uh, uh, and Judah uh, actually always uh, leading the way, but Moses uh, wasn't allowed. It was Joshua that brought uh, the 12 tribes into the promised land. Well, uh, God divorced uh, Israel, and along with that divorce went the property, went to the now what we know as the Palestinians. And so what I'm saying is be very careful because the IRS may okay uh, this uh, uh federally tax-deductible uh, organization, Viva La Palestinia USA, but not good. Uh, a congressman, by the way, from the great state of California, Bad Brad Sherman, who may be worth keeping. Uh, he's the one that has brought this to the IRS's attention. And uh, I'm not for... Uh, collections going back to Iran, and we are we screw up so bad. USAID, you know, aid is part of the State Department. Well, they gave five million dollars uh, to an organization in Afghanistan to help build this road. Sounds uh, like a perfect job for uh, aid, doesn't it? But. <laughs> the check ended up going to the Taliban. The Taliban is the priest organization 
that took the place of the Russians when we didn't like the Russians being in Afghanistan, and we kicked them out, and we were happy to have the Taliban. But all of a sudden, the Taliban did away with all the opiates, so we weren't happy anymore. So then we have uh, now we've uh, basically, we, while we say we've gotten rid of them, uh, in uh, you see, the, poly, the Pakistanis have fought hard back when the Mujahideen Afghanistan freedom fighters were fighting the Russians. And so you have to expect the uh, Pakis to support uh, the Taliban and the other Afghans. Uh, they are not, uh, uh, Pakistan is more than 90% uh, Muslim. They're 100%. They don't even count the part that uh, may be the, the, the U.S. soldiers over there and the Brits uh, that, uh, are, that are Christians. So Pakistan is more than 90%. Afghanistan is 100% Muslim. So aren't these guys going to actually help each other? They will accept as much money and as much power, and the presidents uh, we have put you know, our own people in as puppet presidents. But the fact is that the Muslims are not going to fight against each other in this thing. And so now uh, it is getting to the point. I have advocated for a long time, get our soldiers out of there. There is not a single reason other than to protect uh, the 8,400 tons of opiates that come out of Afghanistan, primarily for Great Britain and Karzai. Karzai's brother, uh, the president, uh, he runs the, the opium business over there. Well, now uh, they are attacking our supply convoys. And let me give you an example. In Pakistan, before the convoys even got across the border, uh, they just uh, burned, blew up, and destroyed two supply convoys that were headed uh, for our soldiers in Afghanistan. More than 80% of what they're calling NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, uh, supplies come through Pakistan. And so they will continue uh, to, right now we have 1,308 Americans dead. Four thousand, that's in Afghanistan, 4,000 424, even though the war is over uh, in Iraq, the numbers of American servicemen and women killed continues to rise. Now, and you know I give you the numbers uh, at least every week. Now, the total number of Americans, 5,000. This is not, this doesn't count the contractors at all. This is only people in uniform. 5,732. Now, what's interesting to me is that you will uh, look on uh, the uh, left-wing news, and you'd think the left-wingers uh, would uh, be for getting the troops out of Afghanistan, wouldn't you? But uh, I was watching uh, today on the networks, and they're saying that there's only uh, somewhat more than 4,000 that are dead Americans. That is not true. The number, friends, 
acknowledged by the Pentagon. So it doesn't really mean, it means that there's probably more. But the numbers acknowledged by the Pentagon is 5,732. We need uh, to put our foot down as a nation. We got the opportunity. It's coming up in November. We need to get rid, and, you know, my son uh, pointed it out to me when I was expressing uh, uh, some confusion about uh, Republican candidates that seem to be kooks. And he said, Dad, it's not what you're voting for in this November's election. It is what you're voting against. And, you know, my son is right. Uh, what we do is uh, we got to vote, we've got to clean these people out, and we've got to give uh, a whole new bunch an opportunity and pray that God uh, will help us out. Now, at the, uh, I was telling you about the home invasion. I gave you the number for RBCD. Uh, that is the ammunition uh, that uh, comes out of San Antonio, Texas, that was invented by Roscoe Stoker. It is, he has a patent on it. He's dead now. But his uh, sons and daughter are running RBCD. God be praised. Because it is the best ammunition in the world. This is not an ad. RBCD doesn't pay me a thing. I am concerned about you. My first loads in every weapon, including the Browning heavy machine gun, 50 caliber, sniper rifle, every first load is RBCD because every first load is a defense for my home, for the automobiles that we're traveling in, for uh, our person. Uh, we're not going to allow, and you shouldn't allow, the Stephen Hayes of the world who the, the jury's getting his case uh, probably as we speak. And if I'll tell you, if Connecticut does not execute this man, then uh, people in Connecticut, they need to, to swap all of their uh, federal and state employees anyway. But this guy, Hayes, has murdered and raped the wife and mother and the two daughters on a home invasion. Boy, if they come through your doors or your windows, no matter whether it's day or night, you be prepared. 877-688-5985. One more time, one last time. 877-688-5985. And uh, you give them hell. I don't know where the state of Connecticut uh, will. Uh, sooner or later, God's justice certainly will. But uh, it is it is time that we as Americans, Amer I can, that we stand up and we defend our homes and our persons. And we do it uh, against these predators that seem to have every advantage. 
and uh, we do it uh, against bad government. Do you know that 80,000 illegal aliens are deported last year just out of the Juarez area? 25,000 were criminals. 8,000 were rapists. And 2,500 were murderers. So... God bless you guys. Have a good weekend. That's a loving order. I'll be going to a wedding now, and I hope that you have a joyous occasion to celebrate also. See you on Moon Day, American Voice Radio. A young wife waits. Her green beret has met his fate. He has died for those oppressed. Leaving her. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3Ws.thepowerherbs.com. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
with your host, Jay Shanahan, breaking the stranglehold of the New World Order. And now, Jay Shanahan. All right. Good afternoon. This is the Condition Critical Show. I am your host, Jay Shanahan. And you are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2015. It's a little bit after 3 p.m. out here uh, on the Pacific Time Coast. You are listening live. Go to the AmericanVoiceRadio.com and you can go to the chat room. There's some people in there right now. Again, I, I will do my best to keep up in there as best I can. Secondly, I every week I like to encourage all to donate to this fine network, and what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to post the link right there. Just post the link for the donut. Uh, donut. I always say donut. I don't know why I say that. Is that a, some kind of a Freudian slip? I don't even eat donuts that often. But anyway, that's the link to donate to the network. Thirdly, uh, go visit my blog uh, because... Every week, pretty much, what I like to do, and I will in the second half, maybe, probably, is talk about uh, at least one of the uh, the articles, one of the oh, two articles that I posted since we last spoke uh, last week. So let me go ahead and, and see if I can do this. There's that link. And hold on. Uh, there is the link. To my blog. Okay, we shouldn't have internet problems this week either because I I have I fixed that. I won't get into the details. It's, I mean, no big deal. I just had a new line installer or whatever. But so that should be good. Uh, I will. I'm working on. I don't know if next week if 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 it'll get here in time, but certainly within the next two weeks I'll have a better mic, and so the sound should vastly improve. But hopefully the connection, and I'm pretty confident that we're going to be okay this week on the connection issue. Uh, as those of you that listen know, the last two weeks I've had some pretty severe Internet problems and had the calls drop, and that's not good. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of a, it's a disappointment. But anyway, we're kind of beyond that. I've got that fixed. So... Let's see, we got all of that out of the way. And so what I want to do, I just want to kind of jump into it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just come be up front. I'm going to do something just a little different this week. It's something that I've said in the past that I'm not very good at and haven't given it, you know, haven't attempted to do so. And that is I'm, I'm going to read from an article. That's kind of a lengthy article. And it's, it's not necessarily a, a commentary piece. And it's out of the American Rifleman, which is uh, when you're a, a member of the NRA, which I am, and I'll get into that maybe later and qualify that if I if I have to. But anyway, the American Rifleman is a like one of the magazines you get when you're a member, and it's it's okay. There's there's some pretty interesting articles in them every month, and I I kind of glance over them, and uh, it's okay. But but this month, and this this article is by Wayne Lapierre. He's the executive vice president of the NRA. And this actually is kind of a reprint from a June 1997 
Standing Guard, which was a magazine back then, uh, piece that he addressed to then U.S. Representative Charles Schumer. He is now the creep senator from the state of New York, and I'll get into him maybe a little bit later, too, but I'm, I'm sure you all know who he is. To me, Charles Schumer is like the male equivalent of Hillary Clinton. Like, Hillary Clinton is like the ultimate, the ultimate evil, you know, in politics on the female side. She's it. She's like it. Okay, to me... Charles Schumer is that person, you know, on the male side. Charles Schumer, Charles Schumer is a creep. And to give you an indication of how much of a creep he is, I didn't know if you guys knew this. I didn't until recently, although I could have guessed. He's, I think, Amy Schumer. You know her? Have you guys all heard of Amy Schumer? She's that pig, complete slob uh, uh, comedian. They're cousins. And... Actually, I think I mentioned it back during the Louisiana fake theater shooting. I guess this happened during one of her uh, movies, this, this, this shooting happened. Anyway, she then went and kind of did like some kind of a press conference with Charles Schumer talking about how, how we need gun control. That's what they always do. They always come out. Okay, and I'm just going to, I'll just go, there's a couple of quotes that really start this article off. And let me just start off. Again and again, we see traffickers move guns across state lines that are used to injure or kill our fellow citizens and law enforcement officers. It's high time for Congress to strengthen the lax gun laws that make it easy for dangerous people to get guns in one state and use them to commit crimes elsewhere. That's a quote by Ted Alcorn. He's the research director of Every Town for Gun Safety. It's the kind of the cute little names they give him. Every Town for Gun Safety. I mean, who's not for... Gun safety. What town isn't for gun safety? Thus, every town for gun safety. Kind of cute how they do that. Here's another quote. One of the biggest, most dangerous problems with our nation's gun laws is that we have no strong, clear federal statute against gun trafficking. Now, that's why Gabriella Giffords, I'm sure you all know who she was, is, and Captain Mark Kelly, I think that's her husband. He's the astronaut, so-called astronaut. And they're co-founders of Americans for Responsible Solutions. That, there you go again, another neat, kind of cute little responsible solution. Who's not for responsible solutions, right? Well, anyway, and, and the article goes on. I'll just continue it. And it goes that, you know, those statements are total fiction. A smokescreen that denies the existence of very real and explicit federal statutes providing tough penalties for all imaginable aspects of illegal firearms trafficking. That denial of truth, especially by politicians and law enforcement officials who know better, reflects a long-existing malfeasance contributing to the rising violent crime rates in America's urban centers. Okay. And it goes on, and I kind of highlighted this, because, and what it says is, historically, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, has been the leading purveyor of the deceit that federal laws dealing with criminal interstate trafficking in firearms are weak or non-existent. And this is a quote from Charles Schumer. Quote, a vast network of gun runners uses our highways like firearm freeways to traffic illegal guns to criminals. Their sources states with weak gun laws where straw buyers easily acquire large quantities of guns with no questions asked. 
and their destination is the street. Uh, I'm sorry, and their destination is street criminals in states with tough gun laws. Schumer and the entire gun ban cabal are in lockstep on this tired meme, which he calls the Iron Pipeline. I don't know if you guys know what straw buyers are. Uh, that would be, for instance, Joe, okay, has a friend named Bob. Bob can't legally purchase a firearm, so Bob says to Joe, hey, man, here's 500 bucks. Uh, could you go down to, you know, Ted's gun shop down there and, and get me a gun? And, and, and Joe, he, he agrees to do that. And he goes in, and he fills out the form, the form 4473, and yes, for me, and no, I'm not a drug user, and so forth and so on. Anyway, I won't get into detail because this article kind of further gets into it, but that would be a straw purchase. It's illegal. You can't do that. And, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily against that. Now I said necessarily. I'm not necessarily against that. I'll say this up front. Any time, well, I'll save it for the end because it is an it's an important. I think uh, I think it's an important thing to say <laughs> as far as that goes. So I'll wait till the end. But anyway, I've already addressed it. This is. Uh, what I'm about to, to present is from June 1997 from Standing Guard, I, and that was a, a periodical from the NRA, you know, back then. But you're, and again, addressing now back then, uh, Schumer wasn't a, a senator; he was a congressman, creep nonetheless. Okay. <clears throat> now let's just start off with this, and this is how it goes: If existing criminal sanctions under long-standing federal law were enforced. Here's what would happen to a typical interstate trafficker, whom this article refers to, and I'll continue to refer to as Schumer's gun runner. This habitual criminal is a felon with multiple convictions, a drug user, and a fugitive from justice. His customers are likewise convicted felons in the illegal drug trade. Two are fugitives, and all are from out of state. Schumer's gun runners take orders from fire, uh, for firearms from his customers. Five specific handgun models, one each for his separate criminal buyers. Schumer's gun runner drives to another state, enters the shop of a federally licensed firearm dealer, and settles on the five handguns he wants. He fills out the obligatory 4473 and falsely answers uh, a list of questions, swearing at the penalty of law that he is the lawful purchaser and that he is not prohibited from gun possession. With his fake ID, he is cleared by the National Incident Criminal Background Check System, that's the NICS. On the way back to New York, Schumer's gun runner stops off to visit a fellow criminal who fences stolen guns and buys a 1911 uh, handgun, like a 45 automatic, with the serial number obliterated for himself. Schumer's gun runner then returns to New York City and transfers his five handguns to his drug dealer customers. Knowing the guns will be used in crimes of violence involving the drug trade. So, it says, let's look at what the gun ban crowd describes as weak federal laws and how they apply. And it goes on to say they are found in, in the U.S. Code, Title 18, under a chapter titled Firearms. And what this is going to do now is it's going to total, it's going to total all these uh, crimes and, and give like a, and what it does is it, it, it starts keeping a list like a tab. Okay. And let's just go off for starters. And it's, it gets, it's, I'm not going to say it's lengthy, but it's, but it's pretty in-depth. And it starts off with this. For starters, it's a federal felony for a resident of one state to acquire a firearm in another state, except under stringent dealer requirements. 
private interstate sale sales between individuals trading in any firearm is illegal, Section 922A3. The penalty, five years in prison uh, on each count. Since Schumer's gun runner sells his five guns to five different individuals, each transaction involved is counted. So the gun runner's five guns apply in every violation. Here it adds up to 25 years in prison. So that's 25 years in prison off the bat. And, and again, that's a long time just off the bat. Wouldn't you say that's a long time? Okay. And so, and I've always known this, and I'm sure that others do as well, uh, that the, this, the, the BS that, the, you know, the gun laws, the existing gun laws are weak, are, are, are BS. So it continues. It is a federal felony for any person to transfer, sell, trade, give, transport, or deliver any firearm to any person who knows the per- okay, who the person knows or has reason to know does not reside in the same state. Section 922A5, the penalty, five years in prison on each count. Five guns, 25 years in prison. Now we're up to 50 years, 50 years in prison. Let's continue on because it kind of jumps pretty high after the, on the next one, and it goes on. If an out-of-state resident buys from a dealer and makes a false or fictitious statement in purchasing a firearm or exhibits false identification, those acts are federal felonies. Five years on each count, Section 922A6. Falsely filing in the Form 4473 is a crime punishable by 10 years in prison per count. Since Schumer's gun runner used fraudulent identification and lied and swore falsely on his 4473, three separate crimes occurred under this section. Five guns, 150 years in prison. Now we're up to 200 years in prison for these lax gun laws. 200 years in prison. Uh, and I, unless you're like a, unless like we're now living in like Lord of the Ring times or something, most people don't live to be 200 years old. So um, that's a pretty harsh, that's pretty harsh punishment. Rightly so. Continues. It is a federal felony for a convicted felon to buy receive or transport or possess any firearm or ammunition under section 922 G1, each action mentioned, uh, mentioned, purchase, receipt, transporting, or possession is a 10-year federal felony. Possession means even touching a gun. If applied just to the five guns, that's 50 years in prison. Receiving the guns from the dealer amounts to 50 years in prison. Transporting the guns in New York City is a 50-year prison sentence. These, and it, and, and it quotes the uh, section 922G1, crimes call for 150 years in prison. So now from 200 years, we're up to 350 years in prison. And I'll, I'll read one more or another one. The exact same penalties apply for the same acts committed by a fugitive from justice, section 922G2. Since Schumer's gun runner is a fugitive, that's another 150 years in prison, going from 350 years in prison to 500 years in prison. The same penalties apply to known drug users. Remember, Schumer's gun runner is a drug user. This is section 922G3. And then thus he is subject to another 150 years in prison, bringing his uh, federal law tab from 500 years to 650 years. And, and what this really is doing, and it is illustrating it quite clearly, is that the laws aren't lax, and that there are severe and penalties for, for these 
crimes, and they're spelled out in the U.S. Code. This isn't just some, some this is just me making it up. So, you know, again, for, for Schumer to say the things that he, he says and these other uh, politicians and law enforcement people and uh, social commentators, you know who they are, the people like uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert and David Letterman, Jimmy Fed, you know them. You know the whole cast of characters. And then you got the Hollywood types. You, you know who they are. They're liars, and they know they're lying. Some may not. Some might just be morons. But that doesn't make it okay. You know, being a moron, uh, you, 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 know, you have control over that, so you shouldn't be a moron. So where do we leave off? We left off at 650 years. Let's continue on. Okay, now since he has more than three felonies, now we're speaking of Schumer's gun runner, since he has more than three felony convictions, Schumer's gun runner is subject to penalties in Section 924E1, which provides for a 15-year sentence on each count, mandatory. Here alone, he is subject to 75 years with no hope of getting back on the street. He goes from 650 years in prison to 725 years in prison. And let's continue on. In, com in completing transactions with his buyers in New York City, he commits another host, host of federal crimes. If a violator of the Gun Control Act can be shown as intending to commit a state or federal felony involving the firearm, he has committed, committed an additional federal felony, uh, federal felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison on each count. Section 924B. Five guns, 50 years in prison. We go from... Well, it's really not that big of a jump. From 725 years, it's only up to 775 years. So, ah, what's, what is it, 50 years? Whatever. Continues on under Section 924H, whoever knowingly transfers a firearm, knowing that such firearm will be used to commit a crime of violence or drug trafficking crime, shall be in prison not more than 10 years. Schumer's gun runner knows his customers are violent drug dealers or drug users. Five guns, 50 years in prison, or up to 825 years in prison. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm or ammunition to a convicted felon. Section 922D1, the penalty, 10 years in prison on each count. Schumer's gun runner knows his customers are convicted felons. Five guns, 50 years, or up to 875 years. Let's see. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm ammunition to a fugitive from justice, Section 922B2, the penalty 10 years in prison on each count. Two of his customers are fugitives. 20 years in prison, we're up to 895 years in prison. 895 years in prison. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm or ammunition to a person unlawfully using or addicted to a controlled substance. Section 922B3. The penalty is 10 years in prison on each count. All of his customers are drug users. That's 50 years in prison. We're now up to 945 years in prison. And it, it goes, it, it, it continues on. I won't necessarily read any more of them, but it goes on from 945 years. Let's see. Next. He's up to 995 years in prison. And let's see here. I'll, I'll read this one because it jumps to over 1,000 years. Under uh, 18 U.S.C. 922I, this criminalizes shipment or transport of 
stolen firearm and calls for a 10-year prison term. Uh, next is 18 U.S.C. 922-I, covers possession of stolen firearm, provides for a 10-year prison tab, 1,015 years in prison. All in all, at the end of this, at the end of Schumer's gunrunner trial, if you will, and his, his grand total was 1,020 years in prison. And this article goes on to say that that's about 15 human lifespans in federal prison for gun trafficking using the clear letter of our current federal laws. So what is lax about that, I ask? Well, nothing's lax about that. And, and that's the frustrating part. Then any time we hear of like a mass shooting or any kind of shooting, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mass shooting, they come out of the woodwork. They come out of the woodwork. And they, you know, they go to class. They, they, get, they, they get taught what to say and how to kind of couch it so it doesn't sound, you know, harsh or whatever. And it's always common sense. How, how often have we heard common sense gun legislation? And, and this is why I was going to talk about the NRA just for a second, because I am a member. I'm a life member. And it is my opinion that the, the NRA has not done enough to me. It's my opinion. It's a pretty strong one that they have not done enough over the years, okay, to uh, to protect our Second Amendment rights. I believe what they have done over the years, more than protect our Second Amendment rights, is compromise them. And what happens when you compromise your right in any way? Well, it doesn't. It it, it does. It's not a right anymore. It then becomes a privilege. And so that is what I believe the NRA has, has done mostly over the years. And I'm sorry to have to admit that. It's just my belief that they have not done enough. And I, I've called them. I've written letters. You know, when you, when you have all these, you know, the next big, uh, the next big common sense, uh, you know, gun control legislation that's out there. And you have politicians from both parties. They say, we need to get on board with this. It's time. Man, I just want to pull my hair out and say, what part don't you understand of the Second Amendment? What part don't you understand? It's very clear. And it's also very clear because, as I just illustrated, that there are tough gun laws out there, very tough gun laws. They don't care. They don't care. They don't want you to have a right. They want you to have a privilege because here's the thing. Rights are pretty definitive. You have it's, – it's your right. That's what you can do. Once it becomes a privilege, then they can start managing that privilege. And, and they won't do it right away, but they do it a lot more quickly than if it was a right. You know, they try and manage your rights, and it's very hard, like I said, to do. But managing privileges is very easy. And so that's what they want to do. They want to turn all these – it's like I call the Bill of Rights now the Bill of Privileges. Because – you know, none of them are really protected, and you can just pick one. I don't have to to name one, but that's that's what our politicians uh, do. I believe is that they they compromise our rights, thus our rights become privileges, thus those privileges get uh, sh- strictly uh, managed until you have no privilege at all. That's really the goal. That goes from right to your privilege all. You got a privilege to do it, you know, for just a little while. Then you don't even have the privilege to do it. But it still like remains on the book. Well, you, you still have the privilege, you're just you know, we're just managing that for you because you're 
you know, obviously you're not uh, smart enough or responsible enough to have that right, certainly to have that right, which is why we converted it into a privilege. You see what I'm saying? That's what government does. That's what government does. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to get into the government just for a bit. But I hope that this article illustrates that the gun laws are tough. Uh, and I tried to find a link to it, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Maybe you guys have better luck. It's out of the American Rifleman magazine, October 2015 uh, issue. Uh, maybe you guys can find it online. I, maybe I didn't look uh, you know, good enough. But anyway, that's where this article is out of. So when we come back from break, I do want to talk about the government somewhat and some of the choices that we need to make. And we really just need to make them. So I don't hear the music yet. Perhaps I'm early, but uh, there we are. I'll see you all after break.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
welcome back to the second half of the Condition Critical Show. It is 40 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour. We are live out here. Hey, you can call in if you want. I meant to say that, uh, mention that at the beginning. The number is 1-800-932-1980. I don't often do that, and I don't do it purposely. Uh, I just forget. Uh, but most of you know the call-in number, and if you want to call in, Feel free. I would uh, look forward to speaking with you. 1-800-932-1980. Let me finish up uh, with what I was talking about in the beginning of the show about gun laws and the Second Amendment and what have you. It really kind of goes like this, and Frank kind of jogged my memory that you know we you know we we already have like you're already not supposed to kill people, okay? But the problem is, and this is what I, this is the point I'm really trying to make. The problem is, folks, is that we no longer live in a moral and just society. We just don't. And, and so it doesn't matter. I mean, the, this whole list of, I mean, laws that I just uh, quoted, uh, the penalty for it, 1,020 years in prison, that doesn't matter to people that aren't moral and just. It doesn't matter to dirtbags and criminals. But that's where we are. And you can really... Uh, you can really apply that to, to everything of, of what's wrong with with this country. This is, we do not live in a moral and just society, and there is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. The first obvious reason is is that we have forsaken God. We've taken God, and just removed Him. We've removed God and Jesus Christ from from the whole equation. From the whole equation. And that, if that isn't bad enough or wasn't bad enough, what did we replace it with? What have we replaced God and Jesus Christ with? Any, any guesses? Well, the government. The government. So, now, let me just read from my uh, latest, one of my latest blog posts. And you hear this question asked, not just on this network, but I hear it all the time. I honestly do. I hear this all the time. And it goes something like, uh, how much worse can it get? And ring a bell? That can't get any worse, right? Okay. Well, if you guys go to my blog, you'll find uh, an article titled, Be Careful What You Wish For. And I'll just read from it. As far as the candidates running for president go, some people say that it can't get any worse than it is now. Well, I beg to differ. In fact, with every election cycle, it does get worse, always. And this election cycle will be no different. If we continue to do the same thing over and over again, why should any, any one of us be surprised when things don't get any better? And as far as I'm concerned, doing the same thing over and over again with elections is just as bad as doing nothing at all. And that's what... That's what we do. Every election cycle, we do the same thing over and over again. It's a broken record. It's, it's really, it's insanity. And I, I go on to say that, and, and I'll continue. Until we demand better candidates for public office, whether it be for president, senator, or any other office, then why should we expect any real positive change? Furthermore, until we absolutely demand that those that we do elect to fully represent us, that's key, to fully represent us, then we will most certainly continue to have no representation at all. And how, how long has that been going on, that we have no Because re- we don't. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, I'm going to say it. We 
have not had representation in this country for my lifetime, at least my lifetime. And I'll just, to be fair, because I'm a fair guy, I'll just speak for my lifetime. This article closes by saying, so to answer the question, can it get any worse? And I went on to say, yes, it can. And it will as long as we keep doing the same thing over and over again, which some people might say is a uh, definition of insanity. Now, we all know that uh, John Bonner, John Boner, whatever he is, the guy's a creep, uh, has resigned. Now, get this. And Frank pointed it out, and I caught it too, that he resigned, and one of the reasons he gave was uh, because of his like uh, responsibility or his devotion or whatever to the institution. And he meant the institution of Congress, because they really consider themselves way above us. They consider themselves, and they just honestly do, they have, they think that they are just royalty. They have become kings, uh, princes, overlords, uh, dukes, queens, princesses. They all think that they have titles of nobility, that senator is a title of, it has become a title of nobility, uh, a representative, a U.S. representative. And I'm just speaking in federal terms, really, but it, it, it honestly applies down to the states now, the state in which I live. It's, it's no different, uh, you know, the, the governing body is just a small microcosm of the federal body. They're, they think that they're above us. They don't, they, they just think that they're above us. Look at some of the stuff that they get away with. I mean, just look at Hillary Clinton. I know it sounds like a broken record. Look at Hillary Clinton. The, the, the woman is, is, is unbelievable. It's criminal. The, the woman, it's unbelievable how much of a criminal she is, and she gets to run for president. She gets to go on national TV with a big smile on her face, and, oh, look at me. I care about the people, and it's just, I don't get it. But you have former House Speaker, Denny Hastert, I think is his name, from Illinois, and he's out on bail for some, some kind of bank fraud. Well, we're talking millions of dollars. He, 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 he like, uh, illegally uh, withdrew money, and he did it in a way to uh, shade it from the IRS and, and what have you, and, and he got caught, and so now he's being prosecuted. And, hey, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. And he did it to try and pay somebody off over some sex scandal. Look, if, if you or I, if you or I, uh, did something even remotely uh, similar to what some of these politicians do. I've said it before. We would be we would be underneath the jail, okay. And the the point really that I want to make, or at least the further point I want to make, as far as this article goes, is this. It, it, well, it kind of really makes the point, but. It's like this. you got Trump now coming out. And it's not just Trump, because the others are going to do it. And, and this is kind of going to illustrate a pretty good point, as far as I'm concerned. you got Trump come out with his, his new tax plan. Okay. And to me, it doesn't matter what it is. But, and I don't have it in front of me, because like I said, it doesn't matter. But it's something like he's going to go from six brackets to four. And then he's going to take the top, top one and raise it, and the lower one and lower it. And you're going to remove this deduction, and it's like a shell game. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and blah, blah. And then it comes out the other end, you know, like a, you know, going through some kind of a machine, and it crunches, and oh, and this is what it's going to do. We're going to raise 
uh, revenues are going to go up such and such percent and blah, 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 right? It's mumbo-jumbo. He may as well say, he may as well say this, that instead of paying me 25 cents with a quarter, you can now pay me 25 cents with two dimes and a nickel. What changed? Nothing changes. That's, that's what the, any politician's so-called tax plan is to me. It's like saying, like I just said, instead of paying me 25 cents with a quarter, you can now pay me 25 cents with two dimes and a nickel. But here's the kicker, because two dimes and a nickel is three coins and a quarter is one. Now that's more coinage, so we're going to have to charge you a five-cent surcharge to handle the extra coinage. See how that, see how that kind of works? They won't do it right away. They'll, but they'll soon do it. They'll soon get a surcharge. Well, wait a minute here. I, I thought they changed the tax code. I thought they changed it. Why am I being charged uh, uh, 30 cents now? And then you read the fine print because of the extra coinage that's required more work for our bureaucrats, and thus we have to charge you a five-cent surcharge. Isn't that lovely? But that's, that's what I mean by uh, doing the same thing over and over again. When is a politician running for president going to talk about what I believe, what I believe to be, I think, the real, the core, or at least for me right now, issue or evil that is plaguing this nation? Can anybody guess what I'm going to say? Central banks. Until you hear a politician say, you elect me president and... We're not only going to uh, close the Federal Reserve Bank, we're going to arrest each and every individual that has ever been involved in the Federal Bank. We're going to arrest them. And since they've really kind of already been put on trial because of, you know, time has put them on trial, time has shown that Federal banks and the bankers of what they have done, how they have destroyed this nation, they have already put themselves on trial. They, they've been found guilty a long time ago. Would anybody disagree? So let's just say, again, that they've already been put on trial, and the ones that we can hunt down and arrest, that they are going to be hung by the neck until dead, each and every one of them. I wouldn't give them the opportunity to leave this country. I wouldn't give them the opportunity to leave this country. Uh, because they're a cancer, they're a plague. They would just go somewhere else and destroy someone else's country, and, and they're doing that anyway. But that's what a politician needs to do. And then after that, a politician running for president needs to say, and then after we uh, close the federal banks and get rid of them, get rid of these central banks, get rid of the Federal Reserve, arrest the bankers and, and you know hang them by the neck for their crimes, then we're going to start getting rid of these other bureaucratic agencies that are that are like uh, these huge, like vampire uh, entities, like the IRS. And uh, well, the IRS is is probably second only to the the, the Federal Reserve in their the evilness and the destruction that it that it it does to a country. Would anybody disagree? And then there's the other bureaucratic agencies because look. What the federal government has done, in my opinion, over the years, okay, is they have – see, because nothing changes. Now, remember, nothing changes when we elect politicians. Nothing – in fact, it gets worse, okay, because they never really – they never really do with, you know, you know uh, they never really 
you know, do anything. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, uh, you know, legitimate and and like you know, making things better. Okay, so what the federal government has done, I believe, is you know, they get these what these bureaucratic agencies do. I guess what I'm trying to say is they become like the legislative body, uh, if you get what I'm saying, because the bureaucrats. The people in the Federal Reserve, the people in the IRS, the people in the uh, Department of Education, the TSA, Homeland Security, these are bureaucrats that aren't accountable to the people. They're not representatives, so they don't have to represent anybody. So the federal government uses them to subvert, well, their own responsibilities, okay? And, th- and at the same time, at the same time, the federal government over the years has, has basically insulated themselves from any responsibility up to criminality, in my opinion. And and so until we, and again, and now this gets back to where I kind of started off the second part of the show, is that until we uh, move more towards, towards living in a moral and just society, things are not going to get any better. That's, I mean, that's really the key. It sounds simplistic. And, and I guess, you know, if you're a moron, that kind of sounds simplistic. Oh, what are you talking about, Jay? There you go with God and, and Jesus Christ. And what are you talking about? What are you, some kind of a religious nut? Hey, I just know what works, and I just know what doesn't. Uh, in a moral and just society, folks, you, 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 in a moral and just society, you would virtually need no government. And that's another thing, is that most people, this is... This is the, 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 the beauty, if you will, of our federal government, how they've got people convinced. They've got people so convinced of the need for government that the vast majority of people, okay, the vast majority of people have no concept of even a small government, let alone no government at all, because they have far too many people. Would you not? And this is people on both sides of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, left, right. They have far too many people, not just reliant on government, but dependent on government, absolutely dependent. And I don't believe those are the same thing. And that's not how it's supposed to work. It's just not how it's supposed to work. But like I said, this is by design. That's what the government has done over the decades. And they do it in many fashions. You know, they create chaos. Uh, Basically, they do it through fear. They do it through fear, and they do it through, like, economic means as well. They hold... They, they make you like a, a hostage to, they make you like a, a slave to, to money. That you're, you're so, uh, and, you know, instead of getting, you know, going out and working for a living, right, and creating your own wealth, far too many people are dependent on the government to create their wealth for them. And so why would they attack the government? Hey, man, we, that's a little bit too far there, uh, Jay, talking about the government in those terms. And, of course, the government has a category for People like us, too, were extremists and were uh, anti-government loons and were racist. And you know how it is. You know how it is. They're very good at it. Deflect. You know, uh, just just use a pejorative and deflect instead of, you know, addressing the truth. And, you know, I always get back. I always get back, folks, as to where are we going to go from here? Where are we going to go from here? I talked about it last week at the closing. Is that, you know, uh, and I call this... A hobby, I think, too much for most people, this whole liberty thing, this whole 
freedom thing. It, it's it's far it's become far too much of a hobby for people, instead of being something more than a hobby, instead of being like uh, uh, a passion or or uh, or uh, or a, a drive. There has to be some kind of a more of a drive. That's really that's and that's really where my frustration. And you, I'm sure some of you have have seen my frustration. I've demonstrated it uh, numerous times on this network. My frustration in this whole process is that, man, you know, I would like to see things start changing here. And again, a broken record, I truly believe that it won't take that big of a, a movement. It really won't. I honestly believe that the, 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 uh, the, the superstructure that is the federal government is very fragile, and it's 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 fragile because lies, anything based in lies and deception, is it's very fragile. It's like a Jenga game, you know that Jenga game where you pull like you know a block out and you hope that the thing doesn't tip over. That's the superstructure of our federal government because it's based completely on deception, lies, evilness, corruption. They could be so easily torn down if we just have the if we just have the the, the nerve or the, the courage to start pulling those blocks out one at a time, and and we don't have to dismantle the whole superstructure. I think that's what I think that's what kind of maybe clouds people. They think, man, it's just so big now. It's it's so immense and that there's there's nothing that we can do the the whole network is just so immense that we're just like trapped in this immenseness well folks no it's no it's not man it's very fragile just reach out there man reach out there do what you can do what you can and pull a block out okay and then somebody else go out and just pull a block out and i'm telling you you would see then it would crumble then it would crumble because the people that are in our government, and I'll say this, the people that infest our government will scatter like the rats and the cockroaches that they are. Because, you know, rats and cockroaches and, and evil things don't like the truth. They don't like reality. And they'll run from it. And then we can rebuild it. But first, folks, we have to get back to living in a moral and just society. Well, and... Having said all that, there's lots of great programming coming up on AVR. Continue to listen. Uh, you got Wendy coming up next. After that, you got Pastor Mike Hoover. So if you want to hear about living in a moral and just society, I suggest you all stay tuned in because uh, Pastor Mike Hoover really uh, puts it out there. Until next week, folks, God bless each and every one of you. And remember this, folks, freedom comes from the sword. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold 
gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of arms by day. It is a system which has vast human and material resources into the building of a tightening highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligent, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not public. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised.
Welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, September 28, 2015. And I'm not in the chat room, but you can go in there, and hopefully I'll get in there during the next break or so, I have to run up to the house unless Frank would be kind enough to go plug in my internet down here because I forgot to do it before the show. So anyway, when when and if Frank can do that, and if not, then I'll do it during the break and come into the chat room then. But um, so I have been telling you, except for my last show, my last show I did some information um, about gardening in the fall, and um, or maybe I think it was also about um, just how to be self-sufficient on about one acre, like a one-acre farm, um, and having a cow and chickens and, you know, 
different things to grow and the the way to make it work really well. So I gave you some information about that. And before that, I've been talking about vitamin C, and I'm going to get back into the vitamin C now because it's important. You know, it may be boring to you, but, you know, if you were aware of how wonderful vitamin C is and how life-saving it is and how much it can protect your immune system and your loved one's immune systems and your animal's immune systems and, you know, how healing it can be. Um, but And then if it's taken enough, often enough, and enough of it, it you know, it can stop people and animals from getting all kinds of different uh, maladies, viruses, bacterial infections, plagues, all kind of things. So anyway, that's why I give you a lot of information about it. And it is just, to me, a miraculous thing. I mean, no, it's not really a miracle, but it seems that way when it can save your life, you know, and other things can't. Um, I mean, I'm not saying nothing else can work because I talk about those things too, but if I just had to choose one thing out of all the things I've talked to you about, it would be vitamin C, you know. If I could only choose one thing to have to heal myself and, you know, my loved ones, our animals, etc., who are our family and our loved ones and our friends, but it would be vitamin C. It works on them and it works on us, so... You know, that's why I'm hoping you will listen and it will start to sink in. I've been telling you about it for years. And I'm just going to keep giving you more and more info. And I hope and pray that you will do the research on it as well. And always check with your doctor, your licensed medical practitioner. But chances are they're not going to give you much, if any, information about vitamin C. They may just tell you to take the, the recommended amount, which is probably like, you know, depending around 70 milligrams and um, the RDA and all that stuff, you know. So that's not going to be enough to protect your immune system or to protect you or to save your life. Um, so anyway, this is what Frank and I use and have used for years for ourselves, ourselves and our animals. And I've told you about the different kinds of vitamin C. I've done shows and given you information about how to make the liposomal type of vitamin C at home, um, and what's even better than that, that's pro- that's one of the really good kind, um, but probably the best one, in my opinion, out of all the ones I've tried or know about, is the Live On Labs Lipospheric Vitamin C. So, you know, you can go check that out, order that from their website, $30 a box, you get 30 packets of ready-to-use vitamin C which is 30 grams, there's one gram in a packet, and then you get also one gram of phospholipids in the packet as well. And that can work for people or animals to to save your or their lives. Um, You know, and I'm not going to say one packet's going to save someone's life, but it could maybe for an animal or, you know, if you just give them the one packet, it you know it's probably not going to save their life because if they're if they're that sick they're going to need more and they're going to need it often. But for instance, I've told you again and again about Alan Smith how six packets or six grams of that type 
of lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs saved that man's life. And he was at death's door, and the doctors wanted to murder him, in my opinion, because they wanted to pull the plug on the machine that was keeping him alive and breathing for him. It's called an ECMO machine. And they had a specialist, I believe, from the United States, you know, go to where he was in New Zealand and all that. And a whole team of doctors at the hospital, they wanted to take him off of life support. And they said there's nothing they could do for him. And his family had to fight to get him vitamin C. And in the end, the hospital refused to give him enough, even though he got better. And the second hospital refused to give him any. So... They ended up giving him the lipospheric vitamin C, his wife did, and it saved his life. And he only got six grams of that a day, six packets, which cost around $6 per day, saved that man's life. Imagine what the medical bills from the hospital were that didn't save his life. Yes, they did give him a little bit of vitamin C, which wasn't nearly enough, and they didn't do it because they wanted to. They basically were almost forced to do it. And they only gave him a very small amount. They had to get an attorney and everything. And even then, they they barely gave him any vitamin C. So this is something that I would advise you to stock up on because it could one day save your life or your loved one's lives, your animal's lives or life. And also, you know, if you can afford it, to take it even one a day would help you a lot. So, um you know, then there's the other kind of vitamin C, which is the kind I tell you about the the crystalline type of vitamin C that you can mix into water. And two-time Nobel Prize winning chemist and, um, you know, very famous person, Linus Pauling, he took that kind. That's the only kind he ever took. So, you know, there's a lot to say about that kind, too. And that kind can save your life or your animal's life. So... That's another thing I would advise you to stock up on and, um, you know, to get the kind that's pharmaceutical grade. And it's like little crystals. It looks like little crystals. And it's white. And it can just be stirred into purified water. If I didn't have purified water, I would stir it into whatever water I had. But, you know, you don't want to... Stir it into well water, maybe. It's not the best, definitely. Um, I would use purified filtered water, like distilled or reverse osmosis water, if I had the choice. So make sure you get a water distiller. We hopefully are going to, you know, have some some updated info on that. But anyway, we do have, I think, four of those available right now on our website. You know, or you could get a reverse osmosis um, whole house system, for instance. But if you have hard water, chances are if you have one of those reverse osmosis systems, it may not last very long because um, unless you know, you know, how to deal with that and, and change the filters extremely often because ours, um, you know, we have such gunk in our well water um you know, and you can see it when you distill the water because it's this pasty stuff that gets into the bottom of the distiller and you have to clean that out. 
you know, to keep your water, your distiller working well and your water truly filtered correctly. So, um, anyway, get the things you need to purify your water. You're not going to always be able to go to the store and get the the bottled water or the water that you fill up the jugs yourself, the gallon size or whatever, five-gallon size or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, because those stores, you know, aren't always going to be there and be open and available for you to get water. So um, you need to have a way to do it yourself at home and get a gravity-fed system or some kind of system that can work without electricity so that when the electricity goes off, and it could be off for years, who knows, it's going to go off, we just don't know when it's going to happen, you'll have a way to purify your water. And I believe the water will be poisoned. The Bible says, you know, some things to do with that, um, and that the fish and everything in the sea is going to die, and the rivers, or at least I think it's a third of them are going to die. And so, you know, just the chemtrail factor alone I believe, and then there's the radiation factor, there's the glyphosate, the Roundup factor that is getting into the water system, the water supply, the ground, and all that. Um, And it causes cancer. Glyphosate or Roundup causes cancer. And then the same thing, chlorine causes cancer. That's what they use. You know, chances are if you're on in the city limits or whatever, and you don't have a septic tank and you're on the city water, most of them, most of the cities use chlorine to treat the water. And there's wastewater and all that to consider, you know, that they're they're, they're selling wastewater, treated wastewater, of course, in stores and a lot of places, you know, may use that type of water, so that might might be your water, treated wastewater, who knows. But if it says drinking water, it, it could be that. Um, I would stay away in the stores from the, the so-called drinking water, which is labeled that, um, and, and get the distilled water or the reverse osmosis water. But anyway, so, and then the other thing is the fluoride. You're not going to want to mix your vitamin C into fluoride, And then the water, there's so many people out there that are on pharmaceutical drugs and over-the-counter drugs and street drugs, and that is not being taken out of the water. You know, if you're on the, you know, like city water system and you don't have your own septic tank, then you're getting, you know, some of those drugs, some of the birth control pills, some of the street drugs, some of the over-the-counter drugs, some of the pharmaceutical drugs, also steroids, any kind of steroids anyone's using, even creams and whatever it is that they're putting on their skin when they take a shower, you know, these things get into the water. And uh, all those things are, are in the water supply, and they're not able to get rid of them all. So you can go read about that. I mean, I've been telling you for years, and I've read articles about it on the air, um, and there's places that dump whole bottles full of prescription medication into the toilet and flush it, for example, at nursing homes and hospitals and different places, and then people in their own homes do that. So imagine that, a whole bottle full of pills. Maybe somebody died and, you know, they figured they don't need the medication anymore because of that fact, or 
somebody was transferred out of the hospital or the nursing home or whatever the case may be, um, or they died. Or they changed their medication and they no longer could take it. It could be many different reasons. So they very often do dump whole bottles or many, many bottles for many different people and patients into the toilet, for example. So you have to think about those things. Anyway, I'm going to get into the information, and this is going to be coming from The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease by Erwin Stone. And remember, um, fluoride also causes cancer, so that's another thing. You don't want to mix your good quality vitamin C into a glass full of fluoridated water or chlorinated water or both, because most places are going to have both in the water supply if you're just talking tap water, et cetera, so, or the drinking water, for that matter, at the store, or water-labeled fluoridated water. There actually is water for babies that they label fluoridated water or toddlers, et cetera. They'll have a picture of a baby on the label, and it will be water with fluoride in it. And that is, that's deadly to babies and to, to people and animals. It's very bad. It's toxic. And it causes cancer. So you want to stay away from that kind of uh, water. And you want to stay away from products containing fluoride, such as toothpaste and maybe mouthwash. And, you know, it's in a lot of things. It's in beverages from the store. It can be on in alcoholic beverages. It can be in just any kind of beverage at the store that you that you can buy. It can be in there and um, it's in soups, it's in frozen foods and all that. You know, water that is used in irrigation, if it has fluoride in it or chlorine or whatever, you're getting all that plus all those pesticides, see. And chances are they're not using filtered water to water the crops. So you're being exposed to those pesticides. So you need to make sure you filter your water and when you take your vitamin C, do the same and use that kind of water to mix it in. And then I just, and Frank, we just use half as much baking soda as we use the vitamin C to mix that into eight ounces of purified water. And it's good to take. Um, it can be taken basically, you know, all day, just sipped in the water, just mixed into the water and sipped and or other people may take it every half an hour. It just depends on how sick one is or, you know, if they have an injury or whatever the case may be. If they're very sick, then more often would be better. And um, people take it to bowel tolerance, meaning they take it until they keep taking it and taking it often when they're really sick especially, or to find out what level of vitamin C their body needs at any one time because it changes depending on your stress level and how, you know, lots of very variable things. Um, so if you're exercising or maybe you didn't get enough sleep or you're a smoker or you're a drinker of alcohol or lots of the above things, you know, can all change the amount of vitamin C you need if you're injured, whatever. So... Um, and then if you eat sugar or carbohydrates that turn to sugar, you know, that depletes vitamin C. Heat depletes vitamin C. So there's a lot of factors that can change the amount of vitamin C you need. But bowel tolerance just means you take it and then, you know, when you start to have diarrhea, that means to back off 
whatever is the amount that you took up to that point that caused you to have diarrhea, then you know to back off a little bit, maybe take a gram less than that amount, and then that would be the amount your body needs at that time. But anyway, like I say, check with your doctor, check with your licensed medical practitioner, your pharmacist, et cetera, and make sure vitamin C is okay for you to take. And the same with your vet for your animals, I will say. But we have given it to our animals, many of them, and it saved their lives. So um, when they were near death. Um, so I'm going to get into this book. And we don't put the baking soda in when we give it to the animals, just so you know. We've given them the crystalline type of vitamin C mixed into water, but we just mix that kind instead of into water normally when we give it to our animals. We mix it into raw, you know, free-range chicken eggs. So the raw eggs, if they will eat raw eggs, and they will eat it with the ascorbic acid, which is, a type of vitamin C, if they will eat that, um, that can be life-saving and very healing to them. So even if they're not at death's door, you know, it's good to give it to them even if they're healthy because vitamin C is something that will help them and, uh, you know, help the pregnant animals, help the kittens or puppies or whatever. But like I'm saying, dogs and cats, you know, and various animals, many animals can get it and it will save their lives. So it's better to give them than antibiotics, which cause cancer. And the more you or your animals are exposed to antibiotics, the more chances of cancer developing. So that's not a good thing. And it throws off, you know, it, it causes yeast to get in your bodies or theirs and um, a lot of different changes that are not good. So vitamin C is a fantastic antibiotic. It works against bacterial infections. It works against viruses to treat all of those. And, you know, I would I would say it works against plagues and just anything and everything. Okay, we'll learn more on the other side, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com.
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one of $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316 316- 416-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back to to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on theamericanvoice.com. You can also go to but you can also go to americanvoiceradio.com and check out all the different ways to listen. And by the way, I'm going to do that right now because um, I was told that. Um, Frank has even better prices on some of the um, the organic sulfur that we sell. So I'm going to go look those up and let you know if I can do that. So you can just go to the Superstore and check that out and uh, or click on the banner for the organic sulfur maybe. Um, but... If you get one pound of organic sulfur, it's $39.99 plus $8 shipping and handling. And then two pounds of the organic sulfur, instead of it being $39.99 each, it's only $69.98 total, which means it's roughly a little less than $35.00 for each pound instead of paying basically 40 almost for each pound if you get one pound. So you're saving 
off the cost of each pound when you buy more than one pound. So if you buy two pounds, you're going to save $5 off the cost of each pound. So that means instead of paying almost $80, if you were to buy, say, two separate you know, say one month you get a pound of sulfur for $39.99, you're going to pay $8 shipping, you know. So that's like $48, basically, that you're paying for your sulfur. Or if you were to get two pounds at one time, you'd save $5 off the cost of each pound instead of paying $80 for two, basically, $39.99 times two, you know. So we're talking... $80 minus $0.02, cents, and then there's the $8 shipping and handling. For $9 shipping and handling, you can get the two pounds, and it's $69.98 total instead of like 80 bucks. You're saving $10 right there. And then the shipping and handling is only a dollar more, so that means you're saving roughly $9 by getting two pounds at a time. Then if you get the three pounds, it's $104.97. And he told me, as long as you buy more than one pound at a time, you're going to save $5 off the cost of one pound. So if you get the three pounds, you're saving five bucks off the cost of all three, so that's $15 you're saving. And shipping and handling on three pounds is $10. So, you know, one pound is $8 shipping and handling, two pounds is $9 shipping and handling, three pounds is $10 shipping and handling. And then four pounds is $11 shipping and handling, but you're saving $20 by buying four pounds at a time. And not only are you saving $20 off the cost of four pounds of sulfur ordered at one time, you're also getting a free 60-watt equivalent LED light bulb which goes for $10 on Amazon. So that's basically like you're saving... Uh, you know, on all the shipping, too, because if you're getting one pound at a time every month, let's just say, for four months, that's going to cost you $32 just in shipping and handling. So $8 a month times four months would be $32. If you buy four pounds at once, you're going to save $20 off the cost of the sulfur per pound, $5 off each, times four is 20 And then instead of paying $8 each for every you know, pounds you order, if you order four at a time, you're not going to pay $8 each, like one a month. You're just going to order four at a time. So instead of $32 shipping and handling, it would only be 11 So right there, you're saving $21 off the shipping and handling. You're getting the free 60-watt equivalent LED light bulb that goes for $10 on Amazon. So that's like, you know, you're saving $10 or more there. And then you're saving $20 off the cost of four pounds of sulfur. So that is a huge amount of, you know, money saving right there. And you're getting a free light bulb, an LED, long-lasting light bulb that takes a lot less electricity to power. You're going to save money on your electric bill as well. So that's just a fantastic offer. And uh, there's nothing listed on here that says, you know, hey, you know, there's no big, unless you just look at it and know by the prices, you can see, but 
there's nothing saying, you know, $5 off the cost when you order more than one at a time, but that's the, that's the way it is. So you're saving on the shipping and handling, doing it that way. You're saving on the cost of each pound of organic sulfur, and if you get four pounds at a time, you're going to get that free 60-watt equivalent LED light bulb worth $10 on Amazon, around $10.999 is what it goes for. So anyway, I just thought I would mention that and let you know in case you have not checked that out or maybe you've ordered it in the past and you weren't aware that the prices have changed, you know, for the better, um, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, you're just not aware of what a great deal we have because, you know, you can look around at all the other people selling the same thing, you know, the organic sulfur, and I've not seen, you know, great deals like this most places that I've looked don't sell it for this fantastic deal, and they're not giving away four pounds of, you know, organic sulfur. They're not giving away a, a free LED light bulb, 60 watt. They're not giving you that for free, so just to let you know about that. And organic sulfur is a wonderful thing, and, you know, Frank and I take it, and we've given it to our animals and their water, too. So that's something, you know, check with your vet, check with your doctor and all that. But um, we definitely believe in it and think it's a wonderful thing. And that's something I would also advise you to stock up on. Okay, so um, I'm going to get back into the information now that I was telling you about. And that is from this online book, which you can go get yourself. And I would advise you to do that. You know, I'd recommend that you do that and that you download this book. It's free. It's full of wonderful information about vitamin C. Yes, it is dated because it came out in 1972, but there's still a lot of great information here. And it's called The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease by Erwin Stone. So you can get that free from the Vitamin C Foundation, which is just at vitamincfoundation.org. Then you just put a forward slash and type in stone, S-T-O-N-E, and you're on. You're right there reading the book. Um, you can also just go to File, Save As, name it, and I would put a name in there. I would name it, you know, whatever you want to name it, but I would put the title of the book in there and that it's, you know, vitamin C and maybe the author's name or whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's a fantastic thing to do and to have in your healing library. It's free. You don't have to pay a penny for the book. So get it get it while you can, while you still have access to the Internet, because one day you're not going to have access and you're going to kick yourself wishing that you had downloaded the book when I told you to do so. So, you know, do that. Uh, you just go to vitamincfoundation.org forward slash S-T-O-N-E and you're at the book. So that's just V-I-T-A-M-I-N, vitamin C, like C for the word cat, that kind of C, and then foundation, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N, dot, a little period, org, O-R-G, and then forward slash, it leans to the right, that kind of slash, S-L-A-S-H, I mean. And then just type in the word stone, S-T-O-N-E, like rock, you know, stone. Because it was written by 
Erwin Stone, who's, you know, a legend when it comes to vitamin C. He he was wrong about certain things like, you know, evolution and all that, like a lot of scientist types are and doctors are, but he had it right about vitamin C. So, and, and like I say, this is from 1972, so it's not going to have all the most up-to-date information, but still a wonderful thing. All right. All right, so then I told you on the show before last, I was talking about vitamin C and reading some from this book about the common cold. And, you know, if one was to take and did, to take it daily, you know, with your doctor's okay and all that, you know, or maybe giving it to your animals with your vet's okay, and you do the research too about it all and make sure you and they can take it if you choose to give it to them or take it yourself or your family you choose to give it to them, etc. And by the way, I believe from everything I read, it's really great for pregnant women and babies and children, you know. In fact, they even need more vitamin C because, you know, that is what I have read. So it's a it's a wonderful thing to give to them. Um, but I always check with your doctor or your pharmacist, your veterinarian about that, and do the research and all that. Make sure you can take it. There's no reason why you can't due to your medical condition or due to whatever you're taking, et cetera. And you shouldn't take it if you're on any kind of prescription blood thinner, for instance. But there may be other reasons, you know, for people not to take vitamin C. So research it and check with them. Okay, so I was telling you about colds, which is a virus. Uh, the common cold is a, a virus, and vitamin C does inactivate all viruses in the test tube. So this book, you know, they, they weren't up to date really as far as everything, but they were just saying how when vitamin C was discovered and say in the 1930s they were kind of messing around vitamin C to see, just to try to treat different maladies, different bacterial and viral infections. They usually weren't giving people enough vitamin C because they regarded it as a vitamin. And they thought that since it's, you know, known as a vitamin, that we just don't need very much, which is not true. So they didn't have the great success stories that we've seen since we've learned a lot more about vitamin C. And doctors and hospitals, they don't use vitamin C. And if they do, they're not going to, they're going to barely give you any. You're probably going to have to fight to get any if you can even get it, even if you get an attorney. Even though it's your legal right to get it and all that, you know, as long as there's no reason why you shouldn't have it, you're going to have to fight to the death basically almost to get your vitamin C. So why not just stock up on it, learn how to take it, learn about the different kinds of vitamin C and have it in your home and then I avoid hospitals and doctors like the plague. I don't go to them. I'm not going to say I would never go, but there's been times when other people would have gone many, many times that I haven't, you know. Um, and I've been fine. And I've treated myself at home with my vitamin C and other things that I tell you about and or just the vitamin C, whichever. Um, and it has worked, you know, great. So um, the best thing is to take it as long as you find out you can take it and it's fine. To take it and take it often on a daily basis, and that will keep you from coming down with 
viruses and, and bacterial infection. I'm not going to say it's not going to. I'm not going to say it's going to work 100% of the time because you know maybe it won't. Maybe you you didn't take enough, and your your need for it can change. You need, you might need more, and you're not taking enough, or maybe you only took it once a day or something. That's not good enough, you know. So it's not going to bulletproof your immune system if you just take it once a day, or you take a very small amount, or you know you forget to take it. You know you're not taking it every so often. Um, some people may take it every four hours or even more often, you know. And so all those things are things to think about. And then if you go and eat a meal or drink something with a lot of sugar or a lot of carbohydrates that turn into sugar or do both, or you drink alcohol, which is going to be full of sugar, you know, or wine or whatever, full of sugar or fruit juices or sugary beverages, things like that, that you may not even think about, well, that's going to make the vitamin C that you take not work nearly as well. If you smoke, um, that's going to deplete the vitamin C that you have in your body, including if you take it, it's going to deplete the vitamin C. So smokers need to take that into consideration. The same thing, people that drink alcohol, uh, it's depleted, you know, it's going to deplete your vitamin C. Heat is going to deplete vitamin C. Um, working out, exercising, manual labor, all those things deplete vitamin C. Pharmaceutical drugs deplete vitamin C. Over-the-counter drugs deplete vitamin C. Pasteurization of foods and beverages deplete vitamin C. So, you know, all these things are factors to think about. Stress also does. Okay, so... The more stressed you are, the more vitamin C your body's going to need. If you're injured, the same thing. And the same goes for animals, all of these. And a lot of times animals are eating a lot of carbohydrates, for instance. If they're eating most regular pet foods, for instance, they're going to be full of grains, corn, soybean, soybean meal, corn meal, all these types of things. That's just total carbohydrates, which turns to sugar. So you're going to have to remember that when it comes to giving them vitamin C. And I would not take it at the same time as I took those things. I would spread it out, take them separately. Okay, we'll be right back with a lot more information from this book on the other side, so don't go anywhere.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.